is Rowena Dooley asking Soul citizens to report for duty. Area 18, 2949, things were changing, you could feel it, and it was Gatsby, the center of it all. How do you get on Gatsby's list? The name on everybody's lips. I never knew where Gatsby might head off to next, but that was half the fun. No one dared sleep for fear of missing something incredible. Gatsby's world, nothing was off limits. Unless you were trying to crash the party. No matter where Gatsby may be off to next, whatever mysterious port of call she's heading to, soon enough. Greetings, 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 and welcome back to Soul Citizens. I'm Griffin Gaming RPG, and I'm back with a wonderful group of the Soul Citizens team today to talk about the subject of planetary playtime. And Jade, my comrade, we don't need an excuse to watch another 890 commercial, do we? Oh, no. I get shivers. <laughs> I get chills every time I see that commercial. Absolutely. It's my absolutely. And it gives me an excuse to run one, too, if nothing else. So there we go. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, we are back today, and and as I just introduced, we are here with, I'm going to start to my left and your right, or my right and your left, Jade Starwatcher. Jade, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Good. Are you ready for today? I am definitely ready for today. Today is playtime day, playtime. And speaking of players, we're going to go right next to uh, you, to the man himself, the uh, player, uh, Calrati. How are you, Mr. Calrati? How you been? 
Hello, hello. It is good to be here with my soul friends, according to Jared. Yeah, you've been breaking records recently. Um, you've been around a lot. I mean, you've been here almost like every week, I think, three out of four oh, yeah, weeks or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Pretty my God. Much. But uh, hey, it's always glad to be here discussing some fun topics with everybody, with the community. So listen, I'll take right. you when I can get you, brother. Okay. I ain't complaining. Okay. I'm not complaining. Uh, yeah. And you mentioned about the soul friends. We're going to talk about the soul friends because this is that we are the soul friends now. So we're going to talk about uh, why this wonderful name change came up. I don't know if Jade, if you you noticed that we had a new name up there, but we're the soul oh, friends now. Oh yeah, yeah. We're yeah, the, you the see. Soul friends. Yeah, we're we've the soul been, friends. <laughs> yeah, we've been dubbed the soul friends by. Don't say. Don't, yeah, don't, don't, say don't say. Don't say. Don't say. Don't say. Don't say. Don't say. We're keeping <laughs> it a secret. We're keeping it as a secret. We're keeping because we got a reveal later, so we're going to talk about it later. Oh, okay, it's okay. And last but not least. We have a former guest who has been here previously, but he is making his debut with us as one of the new Soul Citizens team members, Nomad1701. You've seen him in chat before, and he's here with us live and in person. So Nomad, welcome, and we're happy to have you join us as a part of the team. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm very, very happy to be here. Good. He's got that red racing chair behind him, uh, Calrati. You see that? Yeah, he's ready to go. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, don't let Calrati fool you. That burden ship in the background means something, though, man. So <laughs> just give you a heads up on that, okay? But uh, again, low volume for Nomad. Nomad, they need you to talk up just a little bit on your... You know what? I'll bring you up on my end. Don't you worry about doing a thing. I'll make it a little... Okay. Give us a test one, two, three. We're testing one, two, three, four, five. All right, gang. Hopefully that's better. I raised them up by 40%. And if it isn't, then you got to turn up your monitor. <laughs> but, okay. All right. No, I'm just kidding. You're good, Nomad. All right. Um, let's talk about today. Our subject today is planetary playtime. And we are taking on a topic that I don't know if I've ever heard anybody really go into this conversation. Uh, you know, a lot of times people talk about things you can do in the verse, uh, but they're usually related into things like missions, like combat. Not that there can't be missions in any of this stuff, but usually people are thinking about mercenary or cargo or mining. Um, but we know that uh, CIG is trying to develop a world or a universe uh, that isn't just about all work, but also play. And that's why we are doing this particular show this week. So we hope you guys will join us for the ride on this. Uh, but before we get into that, we want to remind you that we are doing a charity fundraiser for St. Jude Children's Hospital called Play Live. We have been doing it starting beginning in June all the way till CitizenCon weekend, October 21st and 22nd. Our goal is to raise $10,000 for that charitable uh, institution. Now, you guys, last week, we asked that you would guys get us to the $3,000 mark by the middle of September, and you did it. You did it, actually, even just before the middle of September. We are at $3,020 right now, and we want to move that needle even more. We want to push for a higher goal, and we're going to give you some details about how you can help us do that even more next Sunday. Uh, we are going to do our, we, as we promised, we're going to do a 12-hour live stream next Sunday. Next Sunday, that'll be from 10 a.m. Eastern Time till 9 p.m., Eastern time, not 10 till 10 y'all, cause we've cutting off at 10. Okay. So come in that last hour at nine, but it'll be 12 hours. Okay. And we're going to be here with a lot of guests that we have coming on board with us. Uh, we've got Fist and Jawa, Space Tomato, Star Jump Grim. Uh, who am I? I'm forgetting some people. Um, I said, I said Space Tomato, Joe Run, uh, STEM Citizen. There are more people. There are more people. Okay. Uh, they're going to be joining us next week. So. 
We want you guys to make sure you come new soul. A bunch of people are going to be here next week. So please, please, please look to tune in next week um, for that show. And definitely tell people about it because we're going to be doing that marathon, 12, 12 hours for you guys to be here. It's going to be 9 p.m. Eastern. I'm sorry, 9 p.m. I'm sorry, 9 p.m. Central. Thank you, Fast Card. 10 p.m. 10 a.m. Eastern, 10 o'clock Eastern time. It starts, okay? And it wraps up at 10 p.m. that night. Okay, enough about that. You guys ready? Let's do it. All right, we're going to do it. All right, Jade, you there? I am here and I am ready. <laughs> okay, Nomad, you good? We're good. All right, we got a lot of stuff to cover today, guys. We got a lot of stuff for you guys to read. Some stuff I'm sure maybe you're not even aware of. Hopefully, it'll be some new stuff for us, too. All right, so let's kick this off. Planetary Playtime. Um, We've seen some of these shots up here before. Jade, I'm going to touch on you first uh, before we get into this too deeply. Um. I know there's a lot of marketing and propaganda, not propaganda, that's not the word, marketing and, uh, and uh, well, in a way it is propaganda. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that we see that come out from the trailers. Uh, and there's been a lot of stuff recently, especially people saying, oh, that's not in the game, you know, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, when you see these images, what do they do for you? Are they, do you look at it as like, it's not in the game? Do you look at it as that, when are they going to put it in the game? Or, yeah, I know that's coming there's a lot of scenes here and if you want to pick any one of those scenes in particular to talk about it you know feel free to jump in and do that yeah i i can i can go into a couple of these um yeah when i look at this i i hear hey <laughs> picking us off already thank you Thrakazak. thank you thank you Thrakazak. yeah so when i see these images um you know a lot of these images i hear chris roberts in my head say the phrase base second life right? mm. Um, and for people who've never been in Second Life, the, the I don't know if you can call it a game. It's, it's like a virtual <laughs> world, world, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this is, Star Citizen is more than a game. And mm -hmm. in Chris Roberts' mind and in a lot of the developers' minds of what they're developing, they're not just developing a game. They're developing a, a first-person universe mm -hmm. that is, is interactive with other people doing things. And some of those things are social things, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, there was a, a letter from the chairman um, not long ago where, you know, he even mentions um, among the things that you can do besides missions, you can just be a social butterfly, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what these images speak to here. Um, recreation, you, you know, you, you see all the, the different aspects of it not just being a, a thing where you go and do missions, mm -hmm. but it being a living, breathing universe with NPCs and other players. and you, part of your adventures are also just socializing and, and having fun doing things that aren't tied to missions yeah. in, in the game. Good point. Good point. One of the things, um, Cal Roddy, that a lot of people, if they haven't been around for a long time, they may not know, because Jay just touched on something. Um, when we first got the modules for this game, what was that? 2010. Thank you for that. Thank you as well. Thank you, 2010. Thank you. Thank you. Um, when we first got this thing, everything was in modules, right? <laughs> Buster. Good to see you, Buster. Buster. Thank hey, you. Buster. Thank Buster. You. Um, Thank you, Anonymous Gifter. Oh, my God. Oh, that's an Anonymous Gifter who did that. They gave out a bunch of them. Is that what happened? Oh, oh my God. Did we have it again? The Anonymous Gifter? Oh, they sure did. That's what happened. That. Anonymous Gifter did it again. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. She's OP. They're gonna kill. That means there's more coming, y'all. <laughs> we gotta go through James Brown ten times, probably. <laughs> Twenty. Oh my God. No. How many was it? I don't know how many there were. I can't see the thingy. Oh God. Where's my Twitch thing at so I can see what he did? 
or she did. We don't know who this anonymous person. They did 10. Thank you, anonymous gifter. Thank you so much. Oh my God, you're keeping us afloat. Especially for doing these giveaways we got to give away next month. <laughs> Thank you. Oh yeah. Okay, I'm going to try to talk around this a little bit because I, I know they're about to wrap up. Um, <laughs> when we first started the game out, we started out with the hangar module. And then the next area when we went into uh, a landing zone, it was actually called, it was actually called a social module. You remember that, Jay? We actually called yeah. it the social module. They didn't call it Area 18. They called it the social module. Um, let me ask you this, Cal Roddy. By the way, if you guys haven't checked out, I'm going to plug somebody here. Um, Super Mac Brothers, Ryan, he just did a good video on the information on the two episodes on ISC about cargo. If you haven't seen it yet, check it out. But Cal Roddy, what I want to point you to that he talks about is why, as Jade said, there has to be a social dynamic in the game. One of the things he highlights is like, if you've got a big ship that needs to be loaded up with cargo, you may decide to do some other things while your ship is being loaded. And one of the things he gives an example to is the social dynamic of the game, you know, meeting up with friends, going to the bar, grabbing food or whatever. Cal Roddy, elaborate a little bit on that because I think, like Jade said, this is about, a, this is like a, not a life simulator, but it is, you know, he's trying to create a world that you actually, it's not all work. You know what I mean? That there's play to the social dynamic. So give me some thoughts on that or any of those pictures you want to tie into that. Yeah, sure. So for example, I want to tie in, you know, the top left, top right, um, especially the bottom center mm -hmm. as well. And um, the other, uh, the other term that, you know, we, we keep hearing about is emergence. And the reason why I want to tie this in with the social dynamic is because the social dynamic also creates that sense of emergence. Because when it comes to interacting with different people in the community, um, doing certain activities together, the outcome is always going to be different. Mm -hmm. So as a result of you know us receiving you know um, and playing a game with so many link mechanisms in play, mm -hmm. that social dynamic is you know is going to help by um, to fuel the level of emergence, the level of different emergent outcomes that's going to happen. So that is, you know, how important it is with regards to us enjoying the game and enjoying the emergence mm -hmm. that comes out of Star Citizen yeah. every single day that we play. Yeah. And we're social beings. I mean, in reality, it's human beings, we're exactly. social beings, yeah. right? And it's like kind of ignoring that might create a certain different type of dynamic in the world where if you promote it, it also might create a different type of aspect in that world too. No, man, I'm going to do the same thing with you here. Any of those pictures spark anything for you, something you're looking forward to uh, as far as the social dynamic and, you know, what's recreation for you in Star Citizen? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I like the uh, the bar scene mm. and the beach scene right there <laughs> um, because it really does remind me of just living in a world. There's a lot of times where I'm playing Star Citizen and I don't, I don't feel like hooking up my joysticks. Mm -hmm. And so I'll go in and I'll go to Microtech and I'll just go to Wally's bar and mm -hmm. hang out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fun, yeah. you know, checking people out and, and doing some people watching and, you know, and just, you know, watching the bartenders go about their, their, their thing. And that's, you know, you said about, about second life. I played second life for a while mm -hmm. and I really enjoyed that. And so for, to me, star citizen became more, Less of a space game mm -hmm. and more of a social game set in a space universe. Mm -hmm. yeah. So while while uh, 
while Second Life is cool, but it's so bizarre and and, <laughs> and, and abstract, you know, but it's cool because people are expressing themselves right. the way they want to express themselves. But I was like, wow, you could live in a space, in a solid space environment and just live there. Yeah. And that is a dream. And so going to the beach, going to a bar and just hanging out, meeting people there, that is going to be an awesome thing to do on just a regular basis besides flying and fighting and shooting and delivering cargo. Yeah. You know, yeah and I just want to speak sure, to one Jay. thing real quick. Sure. You know, it, we, we look at these images and, and we think, yeah, that'll be something in the future. But I, I what I love about this game is I've already been a part of, of some interesting like first like i mm -hmm. i couldn't be part of the first time somebody did karaoke mm -hmm. in second life but i was there the first time somebody <laughs> sung uh the song spectrum at mm -hmm. um the bar in lorville right when we mm -hmm. first got uh foip and voip right mm -hmm. um i was there you know like during uh, the first zenith threat and we all got bored on mike l1 and i started rapping and like mm -hmm. people started paying <laughs> me credits like that you know like that's what you can do in this game even right now, because it's it, they've given us some of the tools, not all of them, but they've given us some of the tools to to be social, right? And, yeah. and you know, it's it, it's it's fun. Yeah. And what I see here is like the potential of where they can take this, and it, it excites me, and I I love it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's funny that you would say that because, and I think Calrati was saying this too. This some of the social dynamic stuff is not based upon, and I said this on the show yesterday on Soul Voices. It's not based around CIG putting something in your Moby glass. You know what I mean? It's not about a mission. It's about what we do as players, and how. What I'm hoping is that the social dynamic will be even more enhanced because of what we as players do. Um, I think Fastcart took me in and showed me in Final Fantasy 14. There was an area outside. We're in this big open area where people gather to listen to musicians play. And these were the players, you know what I mean? It wasn't some AI doing this thing, but mm -hmm. it is a very popular thing that the players just kind of, you know, in an emergent way, just started doing, you know? And so I'm hoping that like some of these scenes that are here, like we've all joked around, I know Jay and I have about the 890 thing and having people on it. Matter of fact, Jade, you were on, was it Verity? Who's, who, who did the, uh, oh. the, the, the big cruise with everybody? Offie, right. yeah, Offie has an 890 called Offie's Adventures. Right. And if you ever have a chance to uh, be part of one of her parties, definitely do it. Um, we, you know, while we don't have everything you see in the 890 Jump commercial, mm -hmm. like that's the closest experience to that commercial I've had in the game. Um, you know, we had Segalian bartending. It was great. Like it. It's just great. I've been on oh, the Finale Cruise. I've mm -hmm. been on the Halloween one. I rem she does wait a minute. Around different holidays. I remember Segelian walking around with a box, passing out food to everybody on the ship. <laughs> yeah. He was having a ball. He was going to the yeah. people and asking them, would you like something to eat? And he was giving them stuff and everything, you know. But it, it was just about a social space. You know what I mean? Exactly. And people really, really enjoyed it. And I'm, again, I'm hoping that that our citizens in the game will see what the benefit of this is and that the game is a very broad space. Like Nomad said, some days you want to break out the joysticks. Some other days it's about the mouse and keyboard and picking up a drink and talking with some people and having a good time. Okay, let's jump into this, guys, because we got a lot. Um, trust me, we have a lot of stuff to cover for you guys today. Let's first of all deal with this term recreation. Uh, Nomad, would you mind if I kick you off with this one? Could you read that for us? And I want to talk about that a little bit. Sure. Recreation. 
refreshment of strength and spirits after work. Also, a means of refreshment or uh, diversion. Diversion, yeah. One of the things that freaks me out, if you look up the definition for recreation in several places, one of the definitions reads something along the lines of something that prevents you from doing what you should be doing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which is, which for some of us, you know, we take a break to watch something. Man, I should have washed my clothes today, you know, or I should have done my taxes. You know, there's something that diverts our attention. Um, but it is a diversion. And, and the diversion can be both a bad thing, but it can also be a good thing, right? Like all words, the old phrase, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Um, to be able to take a breather, to take a breath and do something uh, between things, there's nothing wrong with that. And as you guys mentioned, it looks like CIG is trying to provide that avenue, even if it's just a matter of because you have to wait because something is taking place in the game. You don't have to sit in your hangar and necessarily, you know, watch boxes being loaded out the window of a station. Uh, if you want to go meet some friends and they say, hey, we're down to G-Lock, we can go hang out down there. Or if you're getting ready for a mission, you can assemble someplace and do the same thing. Let me hit you guys on this one, Cal Roddy. Um, these are in game. These have been here for a while. Bars, oh, yeah. arcades, and tables. What's been your thoughts about this? You think these things are going to become... I already know what the answer is, but you know, what's your feeling about these things becoming active in the game? Uh, they're not just props, you know? Right. So I often thought about these social aspects similar to side missions in games. Side missions hmm. in games, um, you know, I, I've seen them, especially in single and multiplayer games as well. Uh, I've seen them as ways to kind of not necessarily distract you, but, you know, uh, um, provide some kind of additional activity. Okay. Um, apart from the main route. And as Star Citizen has continued to evolve, I've been wondering about if CIG's intentions with regards to the social aspect um, has been to, you know, approach it in, in a similar way. And as a result, that's why I, I, I've kept thinking and thinking and thinking, okay, perhaps similar to side missions, uh, the prevalence of social activities can be in some way very similar mm -hmm. but in its own unique way especially with, with regards to star citizen becoming an mmo you know how do you you know provide that sense of emergence without having to handcraft multiple different side missions again and again and again even mm -hmm. though they they'll be procedural and one of the ways is to increase the prevalence of the social activities, such as these games, mm -hmm. and you know, um, the bar atmosphere, the the arcade, integrating mm -hmm. Vanguard. Um, <laughs> what's the browser game? I can't remember um, the name of it. But integrating those kinds of things, integrating even, for example, being able to um, to socialize with your friends using the arena commander built in um, the module within the game. Mm -hmm. uh, so things like these. So you know. This is why I think that these kinds of things are going to become more and more prevalent yeah. uh, to not necessarily replace the side mission aspect, but to kind of resemble it in its own Star Citizen way. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see how pool tables and snooker is going to work out. I am a little bit curious about that. Uh, I am a little worried about if your gravity goes off, whether you got to worry about the sticks and the balls and everything <laughs> floating around. But uh, Jade, we talked about that with the water in the pool, right? Oh, okay, yeah. what's, <laughs> yeah, you know, what's going to happen? Maybe they're going to have some type of laser thing, you know, shield over it to keep the water from coming out. I don't know. I, I, just, I just want them to simulate the water turning into a ball. Oh, <laughs> yeah, of course. There you go. The scientist in you. Yeah, oh, my yeah. God. Okay. Got to be immersive, right? 
Listen, yeah. let me make a quick announcement. We are now at $3,120. Someone has already donated $100. Ooh, yeah. You guys are getting us to that $4,000 mark. That is simply amazing. And by the way, we do have a giveaway. If we get to $3,250, there's a giveaway for a $2,947 and $2,948. Uh, make sure I say the right thing. Twenty nine forty eight and twenty eight four twenty nine forty nine digital goodies pack. So some of you guys who are completionists, if you're into that whole thing, you know every year when we have citizen kind they give away those digital items, and somebody says, ah, I'm not paying for that. Well, if we get to twenty, if we get to three thousand two hundred and fifty dollars, we're gonna give away two of those to one person. Okay, one person's gonna get both of those. So that's if we hit it today. If not, it'll still be around. But that is what is on the line for if we get to three thousand two hundred and fifty, and we're at three thousand one hundred and twenty right now. Okay. All right, so we're $130 away from our next um, our next uh, milestone. Um, okay, so that's about the tables and arcades and blah, 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 blah. Let's move on past that. Jade, why don't you read this one for me about the hit about Hitbox? Sure. Hitbox is a gaming magazine managed by C&K Publishing that releases a new issue every standard Earth month. Launched in December 2935, each issue of Hitbox features previews of upcoming games, news, and statistics related to the games industry, reviews of new releases, and at least one interview with a game developer. This standard format is only broken in the December issue, which dives into a detailed retrospective on the best and worst games of the past year. After a rocky start, it has consistently been one of the top-selling gaming magazines produced by humans since reaching the mass market in 2939. Now, Jade, I want to ask you about this because if, if for those of you who've walked around, and I'm going to say walked versus ran around in the universe, um, when you go past certain stores, right? I think uh, I know that the store in R Corp has it, and I think yep. if I'm remembering correctly, the one in Orison. Hitbox Magazine is on the shelf shelf in these places. <clears throat> Do you see a way for CIG to incorporate these in? In other words, we click on it and a PDF opens or something like that that maybe has information in it. Maybe there's, especially if it's like actually something that's in real time, maybe there's something going on. You get hints or clues in Hitbox or do you think it's mm -hmm. just going to remain kind of a, just a static and looks cool? I don't know. I'm just asking what are the possibilities well, for it? I, I think that, you know, they. Well, it, would, it would be sad if it just remained a static thing. Okay. Oh, what is that? That was someone donating almost to uh... us. Who was it? Oh, almost over gave us something. Thank you, almost over. Thank you. I missed that. Boy, my I have too many screens up here. But thank you so much for the donation. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so, um, you know, I've been playing another game that's mm -hmm. in space, and they have things throughout that universe that are books, and you know, like they could do something similar to that game where you, you click on it mm -hmm. and. Um, you can read a little snippet of an article. It doesn't have to be full articles or whatever, mm -hmm. but it would just give you, um, you know, more life in the verse, more yeah. immersion, uh, you know, see what games companies compete against each other. Mm -hmm. Maybe, you know, maybe there's one writer that just has a dislike of a certain game company. Like, they can, they can make it as immersive and detailed as they want, they want. Mm -hmm. but they don't have to make it a full, like you said, like a full PDF that mm -hmm. we have a hundred pages each month. It could just be like one page with a synopsis of, you know, what went on that month in the games industry. Yeah. 
And I'm hoping that, like you said, there are, there are different types of magazines up there, right? It's not just Hitbox. Yeah. Hitbox is one. Yeah. And but, yeah, if you go to mm -hmm. one of the favorite places and it's, you know, easy and accessible for most people, they have to go through uh, Area 18's Riker Memorial Spaceport. Mm -hmm. If you're at the spaceport near the there you the, go. Uh, elevators, they're all right there. There's yep. a bunch of them right there. Yep. And I'm hoping what they do with those is actually make it so that we have to buy them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. And... When you open it up, depending on which one you get, because like you said, they could be different themes for all the different magazines, right? And let's say I'm interested in, let's say mining's my thing, right? And there's something like, you know, boring today, pardon the expression, y'all, but boring today, right? And I look yeah. in there and, they, and there's an article in there about some minefield, some asteroid field, right? That minefield, asteroid field that recently has been found. I mean, there's, there, you know, there's so many ways they can drop clues and Easter eggs in the game that can become a part of, once again, without having to open my Moby glass, but it's a part of me exploring the world and the world yeah. around me, right? And making it just a very practical, natural thing that we would do. Because like you said, is there a reason why, we know that there's a reason why the coffee stand is there, right? Folks wanna grab yeah. something before they get on a ship. But let's think about those magazine racks that are sitting there too. Is there some reason why CIG has it? Just happens to be right there before we get ready to get on our ships, which happens in spaceports anyway, right? Or, or, or airports, yeah. right? Yeah. But I would love to and see they, it become a part of the gameplay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they and they hint that they hint at that with the covers, with some of the headlines, yes. the covers, even the names. Like there's long haul quarterly, yep. which you know I'm sure Hall C owners mm -hmm. now would be probably interested in reading. Mm -hmm. um, there's a fashion magazine, yep. you know, like there's there's something for everybody, like as far as their interest, mm -hmm. and I, I could see them taking it like. Yeah, you read this this month, you know where to go to get a discount on, you know, cargo containers or, you know, um, Apparelli's got new clothes, you mm -hmm. know, and they're going to review them in, you know, the fashion magazine, whatever. Like, things like that, mm -hmm. just that ties in something you can do with those magazines mm -hmm. to something that's in the world that you can buy or purchase or, or do, like, some activity. Mm -hmm. And it's no different than we do in real life, right? We look for yeah. the magazines that interest us. I may not read every magazine, but if, like exactly. I said, if I'm interested in crime, you know, maybe I'm going to look up the mercenary magazine that's over there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, we just pick whatever one, it is we want to read. There's one on bounty hunting. Bounty hunting's over there. Yep, exactly. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Uh, let's see. Nomad, I'm going to go to you on this one. This is an old topic here that people have, some people have heard of and some people have, what the heck is that? So why don't you uh, give us the read on that one, please? Alrighty. Set up all. Cetaball was created during the later years of colonization efforts by humanity, close to the Messer era, when colonist children found themselves with a little, to, little to do while school and the like were being constructed. As a prank, they began playing with the settings on the prefab colony building's bug stopper force field. The most common model being the SATA-IM. An acronym standing for Static Advanced Termination Arrestor dash insect model. They tweaked the SATA fields to be strong enough to knock cups and books out of people's hands as they passed through. One day, a ball was accidentally kicked towards a door, and the modified SATA field bounced the ball back to the child. Um. <laughs> a lot there. Oh, there's a lot there. Okay. Uh, well, I thought so. That's a weird way to play to stop. Um, in short order, a few buildings were found 
with missing sad appeals. I don't. I didn't know this. <laughs> uh, the, the parents discovered the children playing a new game out in an empty lot, and as it kept them out of trouble, they quickly ordered more of the inexpensive Santa fields for the kids to modify and make more playing fields with. It didn't take long for adults to realize how fun the game could be, and visitors, visitors to the colony brought back footage of an exciting new sport being born. As with most new games, different colonies experimented with different methods of playing Satterball in the early days of its formation before it officially before it was officially recognized as a sport. Through trial and error, not to mention a, a few mostly hilarious mishaps with the Satterfields, it was found that the addition of magnetic playing equipment enhanced the Satterfields' abilities to interact with both ball and players. The magnetic equipment could easily be made by, by salvaging electromagnets from broke down, broken down colony machines, so, so it was a natural addition to the fledgling sport. Okay, thank you very much. All right, um, a lot of us have heard of Sataball, Sataball, Cetaball, whatever you want to call it, but Sataball. Um, the acronym is very interesting. I've completely forgotten that. I remember years ago reading this story about the kids but I totally had forgotten what the acronym meant. So that was a good refresher for me too, Nomad. Um, let's take a quick look at a video. Believe it or not, CIG, even though this is lore, uh, CIG, boy, this is one of the things that's, you know, when you, if you've been around a long time, there's stuff you forget about, but CIG actually did show us this at one point. It's not in there now, but let's take a look at it. To pull yourself around. Um, and uh, here's some views of Ashen Astrogena, which we will see. That's the team starting area. So all of you Ready Player One people out there, I know this is looking kind of familiar. Uh-huh. So they're using the beam on the pistol to pull and push themselves. And then they change the mode to fire as well. I do wonder if anyone's recreated this, given that we right. have similar mechanics now. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at this and uh, contrasting it with what we just read as far as the lore. It's mm -hmm. a different game. I know. Entirely. I know. So my question is, did this come before the lore or did the lore, because this is before my time. I, I know it was before my, well, not before my time, but I remember when they did this and I didn't know the lore at the time. So I haven't figured out Thank you, Shimpasta. We appreciate you. I have yet to figure it out. Um, where the and I was going to ask you, Jade. Unfortunately, you just made me <laughs> realize that you yeah. didn't know the answer because I was going to ask you. Yeah. Could you reconcile the differences between these two? I can't because this is before my time. Okay. So I don't know what I don't know which came first. If I were guessing, I would say that this demo came before the established lore of mm, Okay. 
It also reminds me very much of uh, Ender's Game. Yes, Ender's Game is what I meant to say. I said Ready Player One. I meant to say Ender's Game. Thank you, Nomad. Uh -huh. Y'all know I'm getting old and forgetful. <laughs> anyway, that's just to give you an idea of it. But my point is, this is something that, you know, we don't even see anymore. You know, and some people have never even seen this footage before. Uh, but the idea of recreation and sports, and as you guys know, Satterball is a big thing with the Banu. Uh, one of their favorite things that they enjoy watching. So it'll be interesting to see what, how CIG, if they create arenas or what for this to happen. I don't know what they're going to do in the game, but it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, okay. and it, mm -hmm. in the lore, they talk about there being a field, like mm -hmm. an actual... It, so yep. I, I'm thinking, you know, and they talk about the um, the arenas, like you said, and the, the Banu love this sport so much, they, they root for both teams. So they <laughs> usually give them their own section so that they don't upset the humans, right. are, you know, <laughs> supporting one team or the other. Um, but yeah, I can't wait until we have, you know, Sadaball in the game in terms of something we can watch. If you go around the Stanton system... Um, there are, again, if you slow down, mm -hmm. you walk, there are posters yep. for Sadaball teams. Yep, absolutely. Okay, Cal Roddy, let's move on to the next one. This is called Incredifun Adventures. This is one that I didn't even know about. So let's take a look at this one. All right, Incredifun Adventures is a company in the tourism and recreation sector. It provides holiday packages and, organize, and organizes events. There is a mission hidden in the game files that hints at possible missions with rewards. The team at Incredifun Adventures is excited to announce their all-new interactive scavenger hunt challenge. Using a series of clues sent directly to your journal, follow along on, on, a, on an adventure to some of Crusader's moons most notable and historical locations. Finish the challenge before time runs out and you'll be awarded an exclusive prize. Solve all 10 scavenger hunt clues and visit the appropriate Crusader Historical Society markers before time runs out. Now, I didn't, I've never heard this before. Yeah, I know. I didn't put the disclaimer <laughs> in. I didn't put the disclaimer in before we started this show because I told Jade I was going to do it. A lot of what you guys are reading is stuff that was been developed by the lore team. And so you'll say, where is that at in the game? Well, it's not there right now. Um, okay. but, but what's interesting to note is, and what Jay just said earlier, is how much of the lore team has actually developed that we either have forgotten about, haven't read, or don't know about. And there is a lot of detail that they've been putting in over the years. I mean, Haddock and his team have started working on this back in 2013, I think. If I'm not mistaken, Dave Haddock came in around that time. And they've been literally for nine, ten years working on building the lore of this universe. And right now, the lore we're looking at, for example, some of the items that we're going to talk about, for example, only, only exist in one system, Stanton. Uh, there are other aspects of the lore that are, you know, UEE-based around UEE. And then there's the the characters and things that are outside of UEE that they're developing. So, you know, they're not just writing, you know, in the context of what we have now, but also what is planned for the future, which means that the game is also being developed around much of that story too, which is why it's so important that we read when we get these newsletters and things that come out on the website. It's so easy to dismiss them, but we don't realize that these are going to be the clues we need to really thrive in the universe, you know, beyond just once again, what's in your Moby glass. 
Yeah, and if I may, sure. I may jump in real quick sure. about in credit fund, if you go to New Babbage on Microtech mm -hmm. and you go to uh, Calliope Office Suite 3, you'll see Incredible Fund Adventures is one of the companies uh -huh. that has an office there. And in the lore of uh, New Babbage and Microtech in general, mm -hmm. um, outdoor sports is a big, big deal. Big so I'd, I'd expect Incredible Fund to have something to do with that in the future. Wow. And you know what else I like about this, um, Calrati, the point you mentioned about the scavenger hunt. Like this is something that's totally not related to mining or cargo or mercenaries. You know what I mean? It's like people who want to come into the game, like Nomad was saying earlier, who just want to come chill. You know what I mean? But get rewarded out of the process of doing something, you know? Um, is it something you think you'd do, Calrati? Uh, you think you'd leave that uh, Aurora LN for a little while and maybe do a scavenger hunt? <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Because the thing is, when it comes to any kind of MMO, I always enjoy my my dailies. I always enjoy my my side activities, and doing things. You know, who knows? Maybe you'll get some really cool rewards. May not, it it may not be some kind of cool armor, but it could be you know your your um your holiday um skull helmet or or something like that <laughs> that you may find in some kind of loot box. You never know. So those kinds of things for those kinds of reasons, and just for the you know just for the purpose of having fun, I'll definitely abandon my. Yeah. I'm not abandoned. I don't like that word when it comes to my Aurora. I will, it'll, I'll, I'll step away from it temporarily. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, Jade, this one's on you. BTR. Let's talk about that. Yes. BTR, buggy track racing. The racing sport itself was first hinted at with an in-game poster showing up at Orson, announcing a future event called buggy track racing to occur at Vision Center. It was then officially announced by CIG as a game feature during an Inside Star Citizen episode on August 4th, 2022. Here, are, uh, here they showed the indoor racetrack, mentioning that it would be implemented in Star Citizen Alpha 3.18. Okay, Jade, you know, we, racing's been one of those things that's been evolving over the last, mm -hmm. well, since 2018. It's been just, and blowing up, literally. CIG has embraced it. They've embraced what the community has done. They've enhanced what the community has done. We had multiple tracks. Everything originally was about, you know, ships in the beginning. Then it moved from ships to vehicles. And now we've got, we even have the, the buggies, right? The buggies, yeah. even though they've been around for a while. What do you see buggy track racing? How do you see that being, the tracks are cool, right? But you don't, yeah. but you don't want them to become like, um, like go-kart racing where, you know, once you've done it, that's it. What are some things you see that would maybe make people continue to be interested in something like buggy track racing? Because... You know, it's, you can kind of see the thrill and spills of going out with your, you know, your spaceship and racing in a okay. canyon. But do you think that they can create incentives? Is this going to be kind of more like a, like a more, I'm not going to say family friendly, but this is much more anybody could do versus, you know, when you go out there against the racetrack with ships, they're the pros. You know, and I'm not saying it can't yeah. be amateurs out there, but you get what I'm saying. Is this just kind of more like, you know, real golf versus miniature golf? You know what I mean? Is it something like yeah. that? Yeah, I, I do think it's something like that. Like it's it's sort of you know it's it's sort of a gateway to um, more intense racing. Like not everybody is going to you know get a cyclone out in the in the Daymar Rally, right? Right. right. But like, and that probably shouldn't be your first introduction <laughs> to racing. Let's just be real. Um, but yeah, everybody can you know get in a gray cap PTV, get on the track, and you know. They don't have to spawn, um, you know, take something somewhere, spawn mm -hmm. it. It's right there. All the buggies are right there. Yeah. And it's just something you and your friends can jump in, 
have a good time or, you know, like what I also see happening with this are um, some of the established racing organizations um, mm. and they've, they've already done races at buggy track racing. Mm -hmm. um, so I could see, you know, there being a thing where there's a prize, there's an AUEC prize, right? Mm. Um, and credits you know, always lure people, right? Clear. 50 million AUC <laughs> for whoever wins the buggy track race. The track will be full. <laughs> yeah. And the people will show up for that. Like they right. just want to see who's going to win all that money. Right. 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 So it, 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 again, it's that social aspect also combined with a game mechanic combined with a location built for that mechanic. Yeah. That would be cool. I mean, you could, man, you could even do it, you know, whether like if CIG sets up something, you know, official. Yeah. Uh, then mm -hmm. you could also have orgs who just say, we're going to create a pot. Each org puts in 10 million. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, the three, four orgs go against each other. And whoever gets the pot, you know, boom. I mean, you could, you could figure out all types of cool ways to give yeah. incentives for that. Yeah. I'm know? part of a, uh, a race every year called the Kitty Race. And it's mm -hmm. it's a gray cat buggy race. Um, it's usually on moons. Mm -hmm. And that's what we do. Like um, all the different orgs put in, you know, for prize money mm -hmm. in AUEC. And yeah, everybody, everybody just, you know, it, it's a big, um, like community event, mm -hmm. but I could see CIG also, you know, doing something like a contest, mm -hmm. like they've done with, um, you know, their scavenger hunt for right. pirate week, or they've done the, the, uh, they've done races like on microtech, mm -hmm. right. Yep. Where, you know, you have to log your time and I could see them doing something like that with, with this locate, these locations too. Yeah, good point. And don't forget folks. CIG has told us that the Steve, the STV, is going to be also using these tracks as well, which is a buggy. Looks like a dune buggy to me, but they said that they're also going to allow the Steve to be able on these tracks in the future as well. So these great cat will be great, but you'll have another option for the Steve as well. Okay. Yeah, and the, the mm -hmm. Steve is the first purpose-built ground mm -hmm. racing vehicle. vehicle. That's right. That's right. Purpose-built. So the Cyclone RC does not count because mm -hmm. it's a variant. <laughs> True. Yeah. All right, Nomad, this one's on you, Nessa Park. Okay, Nessa Park. Nessa Park is a large public park located at the center of Fujin City on Saisei. Saisei? Saisei. Saisei. Oh, okay. Centauri uh, 3. The park was established and is maintained by a, by a coalition of local companies, including Musashi in in Industrial and Starfly Concern, MISC, and Astro Armada to provide a recreational space for the large number of workers employed in heavy industry in and around the city. Nessa Park is noted for being a particularly well-cultivated park and features a variety of native flora and fauna. Public events and music festivals are regularly held at Nessa Park. Okay. Um... This one I want to touch on a little bit here because CIG is bringing in uh, something that is brings in the lore of MISC uh, working with Astro Armada. And I don't, I know that we all know what MISC is as far as ships goes. We know what Astro Armada is as far as ship sales go. Uh, but again, they're kind of showing some type of partnership that goes in with them on this. Uh, I want to kind of connect the next three images together. So just bear with me here a little bit because these are locations. Uh, let me, Kalradi, I'm going to ask if you would continue with this thought with the next subject here, which is, uh, say, 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 in Centauri, at plan, the planet Centauri 3. Could you read that, please? <clears throat> sure thing. So, Saisei is an inhabited planet in the Centauri system, United Empire of Earth. 
Its buildings and urban development were designed to exist in harmony with the natural landscape. The environmental laws of Saisei prohibit excessive population growth and tightly control allowable levels of pollution from local businesses. Thanks to Saisei's carefully preserved environment and organic architecture, tourism is one of the planet's main industries. Spacecraft manufacturer Musashi Industrial and Starfire Concern, MISC, maintains its headquarters in the capital, Fujin City. Okay. And that's what I wanted to highlight that. And just for you guys to get an image, mind you, this is concept art. <clears throat> and most of us are familiar with CIG's concept art. Uh, but there is lore built around this already. And again, I'm, I'm emphasizing this because there's so many things that, you know, we say we don't have. And a lot of times we think about what we do have in our hand, which is Stanton. But CIG has spent a lot of time to develop this lore. We also want to encourage you guys to check out the star map and visit these places so you'll see where they are. By the way, the star map is working again. I got in the other day and it's been operating. Ooh. So it had been down for a little while. But, you know, guys, these locations that we're telling you about, mark them down, write them down. And when you watch the video later, but go, so you'll see where these locations are, particularly for those of you who are thinking about, oh, when I go in the game, this is where I want to live or this is where I want to work. So you'll know where these other areas are so that you can take advantage of what's here because as CIG has told us, if they put something in the game, it's there with a purpose. And you know, you may find that these social areas are areas where you can also find ways to take on different types of missions, make money or make credits, I should say, if necessary, if you're broke. Um, you know, Who knows what you could do from these social dynamics or what they're gonna put into the game. Um, but I just wanted to kind of focus in a little bit on this one, cause this is all about lore. We don't have it right now. Um, but I am looking forward to some of the stuff they talk about here, particularly about the environment and things like that and see what type of world they create. Any guys got any thoughts about, uh, Saisei or Centauri three, any of that stuff you want to talk about? Yeah, I do. Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah. So, so Saisei itself, the name actually means festival planet mm -hmm. in Japanese. And uh, as they said here at Mesa Park, um, it's, it's known for, um, among other things, music festivals. And uh, Centauri and Saisei it, itself spawned a music genre in Star Citizen called S-Pop, which is Saisei Pop. Mm -hmm. So if you're, you know, like, I, I imagine that you know, you'll go there and, and that'll be like the predominant music that you hear. And, you know, maybe you go to a musical festival there. I, I love this, this city, like the way it looks, um, the whole idea of it to me, I, I could see myself spending a lot of time there mm -hmm. and yes, it is com concept art, but if you compare the concept art of new Babbage, yep, to far what off. we have in game, mm -hmm. it's very close mm -hmm. to what what was concepted. And I think they're getting better and better at that yep. as time goes on. So by the time we do get this city, I wouldn't be shocked if it looks a lot like what you see here. Yep. And yeah, I, I, I like the whole idea of um, Saisei. And it, I would just add that definitely go, you know, look at the star map, but also go back into Loremaker's Guide to the Galaxy and um, see the Centauri System um, episode. Uh, Sherry did a great job explaining this planet and um, the city and the system itself. And it's it's really, to me, one of the pinnacle systems in Star Citizen. Uh, I will put there with Goss mm -hmm. and Terra, one of the most beautiful systems and in, in, uh, planets in, in the game, or okay. soon to be, whenever it's in the game. <laughs> cool. Okay.
Let's move from locations for a little bit and let's talk about ships. Uh, we're going to give you some background on how this idea of tourism and pleasure uh, came into some of the lore. Uh, one of the first ones here is with the Cosmo Sloop. I'll read this one. The Cosmo Sloop was a limited run luxury leisure spacecraft manufactured by Cas Case Aerospace. Launched in 2604, it was the company's debut ship, personally designed by founder and lead engineer Leonard Case. Its controls were set up with the ease of use in mind so that even newly minted pilots could fly it without facing a high learning curve. Additionally, the hull featured an open circle signet and curved wings that became a hallmark of Case's future designs and later those of Anvil Aerospace. The Cosmos Sloop was retired the same year it, de it debuted after a period of poor sales, partially caused by the then ongoing Second Tavarn War of 2603 to 2610. Unfortunately, I couldn't find any images of this. This is lore. Um, maybe someday CIG will produce, or maybe they have and I just couldn't find it. But uh, just to give you this idea of luxury leisure has been in CIG's mind and stating that it's been around since the Second Safaran War. Um, and I've always kind of dealt with this issue. You guys, we've had the shows and we talked about luxury uh, on the show before about some people dismiss luxury and say, luxury, what is luxury doing in a space game? And there are other people who embrace luxury. But I want to move beyond the idea of luxury to this idea of tourism and social, the social dynamic of it. Um, so who knows? Just like we got a picture of the Zeus. Who knows if we'll ever get the Zeus, but I doubt it. But if they do, whatever. Uh, but the Cosmos Sloop would be another one that I would love to see some type of concept art on. Anybody want to talk yeah. about this? Yeah, go ahead before I move on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just just real quick, um, you know, in, in lore, uh, Silas Croner, the CEO of Consolidate Outland, has mm -hmm. a museum of ships. Of ships yep. And I would not be shocked if, <laughs> if he, like, we know he has a Zeus, mm -hmm. and I wouldn't be shocked if he also has it's a one Cosmos Sloop. And so maybe it's down the road we'll be able to like visit his museum if you do enough missions for Consolidated Outland or whatever, yeah. and you'll actually get to see the Cosmos Sloop among all cool. these other ships. Maybe the the Drake Lobster and these other ships we hear about in lore, but mm. don't have an image of. It would be cool. It would be very cool. Yeah. All right, Nomad. I'm going to come to you on this one. The 600i touring. Alrighty. Oh, the favorite. <laughs> 600i Turing. The 600i Turing is a variant of 600 series of spacecraft developed by Origin Jumpworks. It was designed for leisure travel. In exchange for a reduced cargo capacity, it features luxury living quarters outfitted with furniture from high-end design firm Catavo, <laughs> along with other passenger-facing amenities. Yeah. Give me some feedback, Nomad, on this. Is this what you're going to be riding in when you go to your playground or when you go into gamble or watch the horses with the... Uh, I mean, do you... Let me, well, I mean, do you... Again, there are people who have feel a certain kind of way about this idea of touring and luxury in the game. You know, what are your thoughts about, you know, ships that are... I mean, don't get me wrong. You can do some things with this ship. It does have a cargo area. It does have some decent sure. weapons and can protect itself. But what are your thoughts? Do you think that we'll see these ships step up oh. as these things social dynamics come into the game oh absolutely absolutely um this these type of social sh uh, luxury ships are are really the it's going to be the glue for 
social interaction in the, in, in, in the game. Mm-hmm. So this is the kind of ship that you will invite your friends, even people who you're trying to introduce to the game mm-hmm. or, or your org mates, you're all going to gather on the ship, mm-hmm. have some drinks, gather around the piano or whatever, mm-hmm. and travel from place to place and have some fun. Me personally, I tend to play games uh, that reflect my own personality. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a big luxury person in real life. I'm more of a sports car type person mm-hmm. or a sporty type person. But if my buddy was like, hey, I'm going to take my 600i and go over here, I'm like, heck yeah, I'll be here. <laughs> you know, that, that let me know when you're leaving. I'll, yeah. I'll hop on board. And that, I think that's a very fun aspect, as, aspect, you know. it's There's something to be said about traveling in your MSR with a couple of people hanging around mm-hmm. or traveling in something like this mm-hmm. where you're really much more into the social dynamic on board the ship. It kind of enhances the social dynamic on board, on board a, a ship to go traveling from place to place. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the next one here. Galrati, this one's on you. All right. The 890 Jump. That's the ship I'm going to steal from from Griff. (laughs) So the 890 Jump is a luxury civilian spacecraft built by Origin Jumpworks. With its exterior design, with its exterior designed to reference the natural lines of ocean-borne vessels, the interior is outfitted with luxury accommodations that include multiple bedrooms for passengers and crew. An onboard, an onboard pool and spa area are among its standard features. Okay. And I know, Cal Roddy, you've been on 890 before. Um, yeah. You know, one of the things that, uh, to your point, Nomad, you were talking about uh, you're more of a sports guy. Um, I don't know if it was the last two years, Jade, I can't remember, but I know year before last, when they were doing the uh, Atmo Esports was doing uh, the race, the Daymar. Yeah. They contracted out people to put a 890 jump on each of the servers. And then they invited guests to be able to watch the race from the 890 jump. And, yeah. you know, at first I thought it was like, oh, this is kind of cool. You know, I got an invite to go and I'm sitting on there with some people. It was Joe Run and Zylo and some other people were sitting there. But let me tell you what was actually cool. I mean, really, this is where the ship did something that I, I wouldn't have expected. As the, as the, uh, Daymar rally continued on and as it became nighttime and as we were we were hovering over the race, the pilot inverted the ship and at nighttime, we were able to sit there and watch the race from the headlights of the vehicles and we could actually see who was racing and stuff. And I was like, this is the coolest thing, you know? Wow. <laughs> it actually was really cool to be able to do that. Um, so mind you, you know, the fact that people can come up with something like that in the game, right, without anybody telling them to do it, but using these ships in a way that complements something else that's going in the game, I thought was was pretty cool. Calrati, what are your thoughts about this, the 890? I know a lot of people have certain feelings about that ship, like you especially who want to steal one, but uh, <laughs> what do you think about as far as the social dynamic of it? So when it comes to the social dynamic um, with regards to these luxury ships, I always think of in terms of um, uh, on the gameplay side. And when I say the gameplay side, I mean, how can you access information, mm-hmm. be it from the NPC side as well as the player side? Uh, 
when it comes to the 600, the 400, the 890, I always think of these things as mediums through which you can invite on board specific persons and even have access to certain areas mm -hmm. um, that are offered to you by NPC organizations or in, in a role-playing sense by player organizations. But specifically, you know, let me just briefly touch on the NPC side. Sometimes, you know, when it comes to the bar experience, we're mm -hmm. going into the bar, we've talked about how, you know, CR may, may see or have this vision where we go to a bar and we get information from NPCs, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Why not, you know, have some of these, um, these, these ships like the 890 um, blend in with the transport mechanic, mm -hmm. where, for example, during the transport um, gameplay, you can get information through the social aspect mm -hmm. between player and NPC. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that is where I see the worth of these kinds of ships, because the different every NPC, we've heard about the NPC archetypes or rather procedural AI mm -hmm. or procedural NPCs, I think, um, and how they're going to have different NPC archetypes. So based on the use of these ships, there could be a possibility um, when it comes to NPC transport and the whole transport experience where you can have the possibility of different NPCs of different high statuses um, coming on board and you potentially acquiring information from them through that own NPC to player social interaction. So I see it as, 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 ha as something that is going to be, um, it will have some potential yeah. and I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, to what extent CIG exploits that potential. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny you mentioned that because, you know, we, uh, DK was on here right now, you know, he, his heart would be racing because I'm going to talk about the Genesis Starliner. And oh, yeah. when you talk about the NPC aspect of it, we know that the Starliner is a form of transport to get people from different locations. You go to a spaceport, you're going to be able to buy a ticket, you're going to be able to be taken somewhere. But I was also thinking about there are other aspects of like how we have different types of flight, right? We've got um, economy, we've got business class, you know, we've got uh, first class, right? So yeah. we've never really talked about the idea of ships like the 890 or the, for the 600i being used from an npc base where they are the different levels of flight right so if you want to pay the big bucks right you could fly on a 600 if you want to pay a little bit more you could fly on maybe an 890 so it doesn't have to be contingent upon being in an org or a player but maybe those ships depart maybe your waiting area is the chairman's club right and you come out and you can board these ships there's a lot of stuff that they can do there that will allow players to if they want to you know different levels of different things uh jade i know we had talked about this before missions for example where they say i, I think it was um oh god what's the guy's name um oh god the, i can't think of the content creator's name the guy who does the country sounding voice ray's guy yeah. ray did a great video on luxury and he talked about touring and and social dynamics of maybe attending an event build your reputation there's a fashion show held in goss right you go there you you go there for it you check in and you gain some type of reputation with either society or the politics or whatever it is just because you went there and sat through this particular event so i would love to see them as you mentioned calrati these ships also become npc in some form you know that you can you know if you don't have to own one to get on one is what i'm saying right that there's other means to be able to use these ships in game other than people just yeah. bragging that I've got an 890, you know what I mean, or a 600i. You know. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. 
Jay? Yeah, no, oh. we, we do we but, do have the eight ninety jump mission yes. in the game. Yes. You know, yes. eight ninety. Yeah. So that that's a good Don't story. don't say that to Cal Roddy. Don't say that to Cal Roddy, okay? <laughs> oh, All you do is give him ideas. All you're doing is giving him ideas, okay? Is it pirate week over? <laughs> Not for him. It's year round. It's year round for that guy. It's year round for him. All right, yeah. Jade, you get the Orison one. Okay. Orison, which is in the skies of Crusader in the Stanton system. Orison enjoys a steady stream of tourists to the Stanton system, drawn to Crusader for its scenic aspects and unique ecosystem. Visitors interested in the skies of Crusader can visit the Grande Observatory underneath the Visitor Center, which provides views of Crusader's prismatic clouds and storms deep in the atmosphere can be observed there, along with the passing animals that live their lives in the air. One such animal, the Stormwall, is another of Orison's main attractions. A colossal creature that can grow up to 100 meters long, the Stormwall is a planktivore that subsists on thousands of tiny plankton-like animals that float in the currents of the wind. Enthusiasts can board a discovery tour to visit the nearby Stormwall Sanctuary and observe these majestic fauna in their natural habitat. Those more inclined to stay in Orison can visit the Stormwall statue until then by artist Bifasa Zoo in the Cloudview Center. And I, I've been there. It's beautiful. It the, is. The waterfall by it. It's all, it's, 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 not, it's not a waterfall. It's a fountain. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Um, one of the things I know that's caught your interest, probably Jade, was there's is an observatory, right? Yeah. That's there, right? Yeah. Uh, and tourism is a factor for some of these places. And some of you guys know when we first got to Orison, that's all you did was just kind of run around this place and see stuff. I mean, it was pretty amazing to go to Orison uh, and see it for the first time. And even now, when you guys go over by the storm wall, there's an art, there's a, I don't know what they call it, guys. Do you guys know what they call the sound artwork that's there? Um, Maybe you guys, maybe some people don't know this. Art installation? Yeah, okay. When you go past the Stormwall statue and you walk out on that long ledge, there is a piece of artwork that makes noise. It does music. It does this sound loop. And does anybody know what I'm talking about? It's really, really cool. And to me, that could be like one of those scavenger hunt things, right? You know, they give you a clue and you got to figure out where it's at, right? But it's a beautiful sounding thing that's there. And then even when you go to the Stormwall itself, I think it does some type of, does it do like a noise or something at the statue? Because I know it's shooting water out of the top of it, but I thought it was something weird about it. it. Maybe I'm dreaming. Maybe I'm just thinking about the musical thing at the very end of the, the thing there. But you mentioned about the tour ride, Jade. Why don't you talk a little bit about mm -hmm. that? Because there is a place where you could, it's not functioning yet, but yeah. in the spaceport, right? Uh, yeah. So when you go to the spaceport, there's uh, several different shuttle stops and one of them, which isn't, you know, functioning yet, um, is to go on what's called discovery tours. Mm -hmm. uh, and they are to take you on a tour to see the storm walls, the, the majestic storm walls. In fact, if you're at the spaceport, you know, looking to spawn your ship, you'll often hear an announcement about going to, to see uh, Crusader's <laughs> General Giants, the storm wall. So it tells me that, you know, at some point in the near future, it'll be something that, that we'll be able to do. Maybe it was something that was intended and it just never made it into the game yet. But it's, you know, it's part of the lore and it's definitely something we've seen them working on. They've shown us 
um, you know, the 3D model of the storm wall. Mm. So I, I can't wait. I, I, they are huge. You can land a ship on them. That's how big they are. Yeah. God knows. I hope that we have somebody protecting them out there. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I, they are a protected species. So. No. Yeah, I know. I know they're supposed to be protected. I'm saying I hope there's somebody out there to protect them. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've already and heard I, people I, on the freaking uh, Captain Ahab mode right now. They want to go out there and start Moby Dicking those bad fellas. So yeah, I don't know why. Like <laughs> they don't they don't mess with anybody. Wait, they you know what? Plankton. You know what They're I said? Not gonna eat you, Jade. You know what you I know? said? I hope that they make those suckers that if you piss them off, they will eat you. That's actually oh, yeah. what I hope that they do. I do. I hope if you piss if you piss them off, you. they just watch you. Just whip, they just whip their body around they and you. you're dead. They're, that's how big yeah. they are. For those of you who are watching um, Ahsoka, you sing oh, examples. Yes. You sing examples of of that right now. So uh, if you haven't checked out Ahsoka, check it out. This last couple of episodes. I slept episodes. to start. Yeah, <laughs> so silly. Okay, let's go back to uh, Nomad. Uh, we're gonna go to you on this one. Olympus Pool, Goss. <laughs> the Olympus Pool is a unique cosmic phenomenon located in the Goss system. It is an unusually dense interstellar cloud packed with reflective, colorful cosmic dust in shades of turquoise, gold, and deep orange that is visible from the surface of all the planets in the system. Visit, visits, visits to Goss specifically to view the Olympus Pool make a major contribution to the local tourism industry. Okay. So the Olympus Pool, and God, there are a lot of people who've talked about Goss as one of those systems that they want to set up shop in and live in. Um, I, I always found it unique when I've read about this Olympus Pool. It says that no matter where you are in the system, you can see this cloud. So I'm really curious to see like what that's going to look like, you know. And uh, it, it's a tourist, it's a tourist attraction, evidently. Um, I'm not sure, Jay. Let me ask you, for something like this, is are there? based upon i know this is a very vague description uh -huh. is there other economic reasons such as harvesting or you know mining aspects to a phenomenon like this or would it just be something that's just visual well you know that that's going to depend on cig and what they want to do with it but i i would say that it's probably just visual okay um but you know i say just visual but to tie in what we were talking about with the the touring ships like the 890 mm -hmm. jump in the 600 eye you know there there could very well be like a mission to take vips to all these uh really unique you know tourist locations like a cruise right mm -hmm. um and you you complete that and you get a huge payout if you do it able to do it safely get them there and you know one piece and happy um and i i look at this as something that um we sort of had something like this mm -hmm. in the game briefly when we could all see the pyro nebula. Yeah. If people can remember back to the <laughs> early 3.x patches. I remember that. Yeah. And I remember Chris Roberts even pointed at one of the citizen cons. You see that? That's pyro, mm -hmm. right? So we don't have that in the game now. But I, I would like to see, for instance, um, you know, more things like that. Like, for instance, we have these big gas clouds mm -hmm. in the game. But you can't see those from right. the surface of any planets. And so Olympus Pool might just be an immense version of one of those gas clouds that is visible from everywhere in the system. I know when they showed us Pyro last year, one of the things that people oohed and odd about was the skyboxes. 
um, mm-hmm. the, the fact of seeing the different hues and colors, you know. Um, and so I'm, I'm hoping that that also becomes a factor, that there's certain phenomenon. There's a great episode in Andor, <clears throat> the series Andor, where there's this meteor phenomenon that happens every, like, 100 years or 70 years, something weird like that, I forget. But the people there literally on that planet migrate to this one particular location just so they can witness this. I would really hope that there would be like that type of phenomenon. Like, you know how we see Haley's Comet, right? Or an eclipse, right? Just something that happens that gathers people to an area to see something like that. And of course it would, that could bring a whole lot of things, right? People know that there are people going. There could be the people who are trying to pirate somebody's 890 because they know these people are going there, you know, to see this phenomenon. Yeah. But, uh, you know, part of a social dynamic that also creates some type of, you know, dynamic event from players responding to something as simple as a beautiful meteor shower, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. There, are, thi- there mm-hmm. are things like that in the lore of the game, like already that, you know, if they want to, if they choose to, they can, you know, somehow implement, um, especially once we have planets actually, you know, revolving around the stars, so mm-hmm. we have years. Um, you know, in a certain time of year, you go to this planet and you can witness, like you said, you know, specific meteor showers, that planet passes through a debris cloud, right? Um, All kinds of things like that become possible, you know, and and they're cool and they are social, you know, there's social potential in them. Um, Mm -hmm. I was lucky enough to live in a part of the country, not too far from um, where the path of totality of the 2017 Great American Eclipse mm-hmm. um, was, and and I can tell you, like I went down to this little tiny town and called Unity in Oregon, and I didn't think like there'd be anybody. And there, there were tons of folks, right? You could you could blink and be through this town. We did the same thing. We did the same thing. There we were, drove two and a half hours to ours, and it was we got there, and it was a mass of. It was out of nowhere. Yeah, it was, it was unbelievable. It was it was like a like a music festival. Mm-hmm. There were tens of thousands of people that descended on on this town. I didn't think anybody knew about it. I got NASA's path of totality out, mm-hmm. and I just you know compared it to Google Maps, yep. found the smallest town I could. That I, that I didn't you know think there was going to be anybody there. But it yeah. beat you to it. And I, I could know. see yeah, and Star Citizen. There could be locations like that. Exactly. But normally, there's nothing going on. But when that event comes up. You know, everybody descends on it and who knows what you might, you know, do and who you might meet, what NPC might give you a special mission mm-hmm. because you were there at that perfect time. Good so, point. Yeah. Good point. Okay. All right, gang. We are going to take our mid-show time break. And uh, once again, we want to say thank you for everyone who's here. Uh, I know I saw a couple people drop in and uh, who was it? Someone gave us a donation. I'm sorry if I missed it. Pramster, thank you so much for that sub. Uh, Good to see you reload. And also to 12 Count, thank you for following. Appreciate that. Uh, Our show today is talking about planetary playtime, things that you can do for fun in the verse. But before we go further with that, we're going to talk about our fundraiser. We are at $3,120. We are $130 away from our next milestone goal. Uh, We really appreciate you guys that have been giving towards St. Jude Children's Hospital. Uh, As you guys know, this culminates, as I mentioned, on October 22nd. We're going to run a little 30-second plug for that, show you where we are, and then we're going to come right back to the show. So check it out. As a mother, you don't want to have to worry about this bill is coming, but then she needs this chemo. That's a decision you shouldn't have to make. At St. Jude, a family never sees a bill at all, not one bill. 
it's like the world has been lifted off of your shoulders. Every dollar counts, every donation, it means the world. It saved my daughter's life. It saved our family. Finding cures, saving children. Donate now at stjude.org. Okay, awesome. And this is where we are right now. You guys have been bringing us up the tier from 500 to 1,000 to 2,000 to $3,000 as a week before last. And now we are moving toward our $4,000 goal. We're gonna give away a RSI Apollo triage with LTI. You guys can see all the great things that we're gonna be giving away at each one of these different levels that we reach. We know it's ambitious for October 22nd, but we know that you guys can help us get there. So please pass the information on to friends and family. They may not be into Star Citizen, but they are probably into something like St. Jude Children's Hospital. Put it on your social media. Let people know that they can give. We really, really appreciate all the efforts that you guys have done to help us get the word out. And thank you for giving to St. Jude. Okay. Alrighty then. Let's move on. I'm going to see where we left off at. We are, oh, I think we are on Calrati this time around. Calrati, back to the All racing right. subject matter. Here we go. Woo. The Moray Cup. The Moray Cup is a spacecraft race held annually at the end of racing season in the Ellis system, dating back to 2467, when terraforming workers of Gaia Planet Services unofficially raced one another to pass the time. The Moray Cup is now the most prestigious event in modern racing. It utilizes natural and artificial obstacles to create two challenges. In the classic race, pilots are ranked on their speed and navigational skill. In the blitz race, pilots are allowed to engage in limited combat to disable their competitors. All right, let's take a quick look at a video for this. Guys, this video goes way back for those of you who haven't seen it, but it's still relevant. And then we'll let everybody talk about it a little bit. That's the Murray Cup. Um, let me do something here. You guys give me some feedback on this. Um, thoughts about, we, we know that they just did a new upgrade in Arena Commander, uh, but give us your thoughts about the Murray Cup. 
okay. I, I'll, I'll go, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, like, I'm looking at that video and I'm wondering, did that come out in 2014? Because it's all 2944. Yep. And so was that, did that predate the actual um, Arena Commander? I think it did, didn't it? Mm, I can't remember if this came out. I think this came out with Arena Commander because we used to pick the different things that we wanted. Mm-hmm. No, okay. this was, was, I don't know. I don't, God, that was so long ago. Does anybody remember if, if the racetrack, I forget what the name of the racetrack is. Um, uh, New Horizons? Uh, is that the name? I thought it had a different name. Maybe that is the name of it. Does anybody remember? It came out with, Fast Card said it came out with Arena Commander. Okay. Yeah, old Vanderbilt. That's what I'm looking for. That oh, name. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, like, you know, looking at it, like, I remember when I first was introduced to the game, I was like, "Wow, this this is really cool." Mm-hmm. Um, and the, I I just wanted to be able to fly down and like actually land on the planet. It's, <laughs> yes. It's an actual planet in the Star Citizen universe called Green in mm-hmm. the Ellis system, and um, yeah, now in Arena Commander, you can actually mm-hmm. um, do that. You can actually land. Um, it, as far as the, the course itself, I remember the first time I, I tried racing it, like I tried racing it at full speed. I could not do it. Um, it, it you know, like you, you really realize each ship is, has a different personality mm-hmm. when you try to race this in different ships. And, and that was one of the things that also drew me to the game was there was like a uniqueness to what you were flying, um, in order to, you know, have an edge in this this race you fly something different and like to me uh just in general the the racing community is it's great in star citizen it's tight-knit even though it's grown a lot um i captained the first daymore rally winner uh in the cyclone division so like i'm i'm tied to racing my heart you know is into into racing i never got really super into ship racing other Mm -hmm. than like an arena commander but I love that, you know, they, that was one of the first things they implemented in the game in some way mm-hmm. was the Murray Cup from Lore. And a lot of times people say, oh yeah, Lore, I wish it was in the game. Well, here's some Lore that's been in the game almost since the beginning. Very good. Yeah. Thank you, BBG. We appreciate that. 750 bits. Thank you, brother. Um, Nomad, you've been around for a little while, right? You remember, did you ever do the racing here? Because I remember this was a big thing back in the day with... Folks used to, we, we didn't have an official leaderboard, but there were people who were known for racing this track. I I, I tried. I, I could not, <laughs> I couldn't wrap my head around the, because I tried to follow the arrows, mm-hmm. and I figured that was the, the, the optimal racing line, because I'm a race fan mm-hmm. in real life in general, mm-hmm. and so I figured this is the racing line, but... It, I could never quite make it work, and I'd always get lost <laughs> yeah. in this in this track. So I just kind of like, well, I'll just let people who know what they're doing just do it. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a track that you get. You have to fly it several times and know when to yeah. make your turns because you can. The orientation sometimes you have to literally invert in order to see where the next set of arrows are going. Some people know yeah. exactly when to pull back. I mean, it, there is def. It's not an easy thing to do, not by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, let me ask no, you, Calrati, um, since they've been enhancing this, one of the things that I, con- my concern with racing um, in, is the social dynamic of where will we be to watch this? I mean, it's one thing if you're in the ship doing it, right? But when they throw these events, I mean, are these platforms going to be places where we can go to, to be able to watch? Through? Like, you know, like a lot of times when you watch the Grand Prix, there are people scattered all throughout the racetrack, right, to watch it. 
Um, I know we can watch it on monitors and that's cool too, but I would love to think that, if, like I was mentioning earlier, reputation. I fly here to watch the race. There's a booth where there's a certain places where I can pay to go and sit and watch the race. I would love something like that. But of course, getting people shuttled in and out may be an issue. Um, you know, do you think they'll make it so that the public can have a space to be in socially? Or do you think it's just going to kind of remain, here's the track and the racers are out there and, you know, that we can't really engage on a social level? Yeah, Griff, that's a good question. And I think it it, it will depend on how, first, firstly, resources that they have to mm -hmm. work on it, as well as priority. Because um, one of the, you know, that combination that we're looking forward to is how they approach it with regards to Grim Hex. Mm -hmm. Because we've had that Grim Hex, um, that that social aspect, that social location um, for races for quite some time. But of course, due to priority and such, they haven't really matured it. Um, of course, right now we have other, um, we have, you know, a lot more racetracks, but at the same time, with regards to the evolution of it, uh, for Arena Commander, we have something that is arguably special as well. Uh, see, they haven't released it in Arena Commander right now with regards to the multi-crew aspect. Mm -hmm. But, you know, who knows, maybe when, if, if it's possible, similar to how we can possibly click on certain nodes in mm -hmm. the future when multi-crew comes in mm -hmm. to Arena Commander again, where we can join the, the you know, certain multi-crew ships, mm -hmm. perhaps we can join to, to you know, mm. to enter certain locations, locations as yeah. NPCs, as spectators. Yeah, spectators, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so... That's one of the things that I'm thinking that they can work on, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to kind of improve the whole social aspect. And, you know, specifically with regards to the PU, uh, it would be nice to have some kind of reputation-based aspect uh, to see, okay, based on your reputation with, with this kind of um, uh, host that's hosting this competition, mm -hmm. you can be situated here. And, you know, if you're situated here, uh, you get this kind of information by, you know, hanging out with these with these mm. groups of, of people or NPCs. So uh, the imagination is wide <laughs> and we'll have to see, um, you know, uh, what they do with it, you know, yeah. and, and how they make use of the existing mechanics mm -hmm. and future mechanics to come. All right, y'all. Y'all heard that. Imagination is wild. CIG didn't say it. All right. That was from the words. <laughs> yeah. That was from the brain, the mind of Calrati. But it's a good, it's a great, it's a great idea because, you know, in Grimhex, they've got that area there for racing, right? To be able to sit there. And I would love for us to be able to, like you said, port in someplace in here and we get a spot. And you just, like you said, when you come in, you come in as a spectator. Because if you've got orgs that are competing against orgs, I would love for all my org mates to be, you know, in one of these buildings and we're all there watching the race together. But, you know. That's like, like you said, that's anything. Okay. We might have, mm -hmm. we may have to wait until we actually have the, the goth system in green. In order to get something that. like that. Yeah. It would yeah. be cool. It would be cool. Okay. Jake, yep. could you hit Abel Baker, please? Yes, I can. The Abel Baker challenge is an official spacecraft racing event held in the Baker system. It, it makes use of system specific obstacles to hamper the pilot's efforts to, in reaching the finish line. Through, uh, though the use of weapons is allowed during most legs of the race, shooting the kill is generally discouraged. <laughs> Even so, the casualty rate of participants can be high. Racers are alerted to the time of the event one standard Earth Day before it is set to begin. And believe it or not, I found a video that someone from the community put together. I'll let you guys take a look at it. This is done by Rallyman Gaming. Oh, nice.
Welcome to the Baker System, home of the Able Baker Challenge. If there was one way to prove the metal and grit of a ship, this is it. On the very outskirts of UEE-controlled space, this unsanctioned race takes place across three of the most extreme environments known to the Empire. Baker 1. The entire system orbits binary stars, but Baker 1 is unstable. Its elliptical orbit falls so close to Baker A that it melts the armor plating on any unshielded ship foolish enough to go there. Baker 2. The atmosphere of this smog planet is so corrosive, it destroys environmental seals and melts hull plating. The collection of gases is so thick that it reflects the sunlight giving off what many would call an eerie glow. Baker 3. This ever-expanding ice giant has been deemed a no-fly zone by the UEE. Towering pillars of ice break up the frigid skyline. If the cold here doesn't kill you, a falling sheet of ice will. Designing the Mercury Star Runner, Crusader Industries needed a challenge so extreme it would test the ship and all of its components to its very core. Most pilots that enter this race will never see its finish line. Crusader Industries has seen it twice. If you're looking for speed, dependability, and style that transcends worlds, you want Crusader Industries. Visit your local Crusader Industries showroom today. Okay. All right. Uh... <laughs> Jade, you want to fly that race? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I would. Well... I would definitely, it's definitely an endurance race and mm -hmm. you know, the way he, he portrays it with uh, the different environments, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're racing against nature as mm -hmm. much as you're racing against other racers. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it, that's sort of the appeal of the Daymar Rally, but, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's so hot and inhospitable moon. Um, I'd only take issue with his ice giant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I you're going to um, say yeah. something. <laughs> but I, I, don't, I don't fault him because when I went and looked at the uh, description Info. of Baker 3, mm -hmm. they, they themselves, CIG themselves, have it as a place that you can land, even though you mm -hmm. really can't land on an ice giant. Right. Just like a gas giant is really mm -hmm. you know, landing on it. But yeah, so uh, the Able Baker Challenge to me, I, what I what stands out to me about it that I like is that you know, this is something they only find out about one day before it's set to begin. Mm. And in a way, it reminds me, it's like a human version almost of the Gion race, the Koei, Koei mm -hmm. which they don't even know the checkpoints. 
um, <laughs> ahead of time. Like they don't know the checkpoint until they reach one in, mm. in that race. So it, it's, it's adding another level of difficulty mm-hmm. onto, you know, a race against other racers. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the, the, these, again, racing is, you know, as much as it's a solitary event as a racer, um, the whole preparation before a race, uh, practice races, all of that, that has built up a, you know, a solid community of of people, you you know, other people's names, everybody like knows in the racing community, they, you know, they know Diplomat, Mm -hmm. they know, um, you know, some of these racers that are are prolific. And that, that is something that I, I didn't see happening um, as early as it has in this game, I thought it would take a lot longer, mm-hmm. but thanks to Atmo Esports mm-hmm. and, you know, XGR, yep. that aspect is one of the strongest aspects of the social gameplay in Star Citizen right now. Absolutely. Nomad, are you going to race or are you going to watch? Which one at the Baker? I will be a spectator. <laughs> you know, like the idea of acid and corrosives and all that other stuff. Oh, right? that... my goodness. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm I'm very proud of my MSR being uh, in peace head for this, but uh, no, I I will be I will be just just watching. Uh, okay, fair enough. All right, all right. Well, well, let's take you to a different race that might be a little bit easier on your heart. Why don't you do the Daymar Rally for us? Alrighty, Daymar Rally, Daymar Stanton. The Daymar Rally is an is an annual unsanctioned race that takes place on Daymar every standard Earth year S Y S E Y on Daymar Stanton 2B, the second moon of Crusader Stanton 2. In each race, participants must pilot ground vehicles to multiple checkpoints and complete sets uh, and complete set tasks before they are allowed to cross the finish line. Live fire is allowed after the drivers reach the first checkpoint, which has resulted in multiple injuries and deaths since the first race was held in 29-22. Due to the dangerous nature of the race, Crusader's security strongly discourages people from participating. Okay, let's take a look at the video for this one. Jump, yeah. Boom! We just got another collision there for the Cyclones. 
just getting the lead against Team CIG. CIG is being hounded by these two. Here we go. Through the arms, underneath. Oh no, don't hit the Betty! Oh, okay, I thought he was gonna hit the Betty. There we go, no, no, Chase the Leak. There we go. Passing the Betty right under there. There is your first place. Oh wow, beautiful, uh, beautiful just, swap I, here. Did you see that, Kurt? Like one went in, the other one was ready to drive out. stop it right there i think we've gotten a little bit of idea of what the day of my rally is like um yeah let me go to uh nomad here on this one uh what are your thoughts on it <laughs> well talk about talk about emergent gameplay mm -hmm. this has grown into a true sport mm -hmm. you see there on the screen atmo esports they cover it like a sporting event, mm -hmm. uh, you know, with Crucian and, and Meyer and all these guys are, I mean, there they are right on the screen, detox. They, they, I mean, it's amazing watching this, these events mm -hmm. with, with, uh, with, with sports commentators. It's like a regular sport event. Mm -hmm. And, um, oh, it's, it's so much fun to watch these things. It's, it is, it's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Um, and these are the kind of things that you're going to be sitting in a bar or in your luxury ship on a screen, watching it with your buddies, or taking a luxury ship, landing on. I, I don't know if there's if there's spectators allowed at trackside, but uh, you know you land your ship and you watch these 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 racers go by, and it's an event. It's almost like Monaco. It's like or it's like like the Dakar Rally, which is which is kind of what it's based on, mm -hmm. uh, the Paris Dakar Rally uh, in real life. Um, it's it's an amazing event, and uh, if if you haven't seen it, if you haven't watched Atmo Esports cover this event, you have got. You have got to do it at least once. It's so much fun to watch. Yeah. I think for social dynamic of this, um, and I look how Roddy and Jay drop in, I've got to watch our time, guys, because we're pushing up late. But I do want them to say something about this. I'm hoping that you mentioned about whether there could be spectator locations, and that would be interesting. I, I, they could create something. Obviously, mm -hmm. CIG could always spawn in some freaking grandstands if they wanted to. But <laughs> yeah. what I would really love to see is like how we watch the coverage now on Twitch. We'll watch it. I can't wait till they can pipe that into the monitors in the bars at the social locations yes. in the game where we can sit there and meet up with friends instead of me firing up my computer and bringing up my browser. Instead, I'm going into the game and I'm sitting there and I'm watching, like you said, this professionally done, you know, event and, and enjoying it in game. That's the thing that I really would love to be able to do. Uh, Cal, I know Jade's going to have some thoughts because she's been in it. Cal Roddy, you got anything in relation to this before I go to Jade? Yeah, particular, particularly with what you've, what you just touched on, Griff. You, we know that you know NPCs. They can target you. They can fly to you. They mm -hmm. can look at you um, with your ships. So who knows? Maybe with render texture, um, they can 
perhaps have some kind of pre-tag way mm -hmm. if you're participating with your friends or so that these kind of NPC bots can actually tag you mm. and once they know that you're part of the, uh, and you're doing the race mm. and that can through render the texture render some kind of thing on the screen so that's been my you know my small idea on something like that being possible yeah but who knows wow interesting Jay yeah so um as a lot of people already know, I, I'm no stranger to the Daymar Rally. Mm -hmm. um, I've participated in all but one uh, Daymar Rally. And even before the Daymar Rally, I, I ran the Shub and the Eager Flats Challenge, mm -hmm. which sort of became the first leg of the Daymar Rally. So I've been around this race since its inception. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I will say that it amazed me that CIG, um, you know, incorporated the lore of the Daymar Rally as canon in the official lore um, of, of the game. Mm -hmm. uh, the race itself is a tremendous undertaking. It gets bigger every year. Mm -hmm. I honestly don't know how Corsair does it. Um, you know, it's going to be great when we have server meshing, but mm -hmm. this takes place over a thousand people mm -hmm. across multiple servers, mm -hmm. right? Like, that it's just staggering the amount of organization that goes into this and i i've participated on all levels with this um it, at least like i've helped set up practice races i've you know been um a cyclone or sorry not cyclone a, a dragonfly rider uh racer uh several times i've been a support pilot i you know do support for um my race team and you know we did win uh the first one but the, the whole thing about this, even if you don't win the Daymar Rally, it's a huge accomplishment just to finish. I personally never won this race. I captained a, a winning team, but I did finish it mm -hmm. on a, on a, uh, <laughs> on a dragonfly after being attacked. Like <laughs> there's so much that goes on in this race. Let me, um, let me ask you this. What was the yeah. longest run? Because I remember there was an instance once where somebody, they go like 11 hours or something like that, like their vehicle ended and they ran the distance yeah. or something to close yeah. it out or something what, do you remember what it was the time on yeah that that, that, that happened twice um I, I know it was like well over like four or five hours i mm -hmm. think um you know i i'm remembering um it was somebody from the org skyrim Porium, and there there was a guy named kane but i'm trying to remember the guy before him mm -hmm. the year before him that, that did it and i mean the year that my team won we finished on foot. I mean, mm -hmm. we weren't too far from the outpost. I think we were like a few kilometers, mm -hmm. but our, our uh, cyclone got destroyed. Mm -hmm. And so the driver just got out and, and started running. you know, started <laughs> running. And, and, you know, we had such a lead on everybody else that it was, it was possible to finish mm -hmm. on foot ahead of everybody. But yeah, like- One year, I just know it went a long time. It like went like a extremely long time. I don't remember what year it was, but people watched yeah. it. That's my point. Yeah. People and were anybody, still engaged. Anybody mm -hmm. in that truck division where they're, they're racing um, like Ursa's and, mm -hmm. and the Spartans and things like that, that race, like I, that's the real endurance, endurance. race because of how long it takes. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know how they do it. I, I don't even want to race a cyclone. I, I like the fastest vehicle, which is Gravlev, because it is such a, a grueling mm. race uh, to run, and, and it takes a long time for those lower vehicles. Okay. All right. Well, that's the Daymar Rally, gang. We're going to hit a couple more of these, and we're almost through. So hang in there with us, guys, okay? We've got a couple more to go here. Uh, Calrati, why don't you hit the one for y for Yulin? All right. The, space, the spacecraft. Oh, one second. It's a stockbroker calling him on a Sunday. Yeah, guys, it's actually. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so the spacecraft races of Yulin. The Yulin system is... You need to take it. I can let Jade read the next one if I need to. We're good now. So, okay. the spacecraft races of Yulin. The Yulin system is home to many spacecraft races. Banu, Eponate, Fodai. Run by the Banu Solite that make their homes there. Yulin 4 is the Banu's preferred racetrack as the myriad natural formations create the most exciting and dangerous roads. Crashes are not uncommon. Betting is encouraged and some fortunes have been made or broken on the outcomes of these races. Okay. Now, when, let me say this first. I didn't know that the, that the Banu had a race. That was something that was interesting for me to find out. Um, Kalradi, I'm going to throw this at you. Then anybody who else wants to toss it on this fine because we're still talking about these different races and lore. Um, one of the things they mentioned here is that betting is encouraged. Um, do you guys think, is there a way for gambling to take place in the game. Yes. Easily. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Let me finish. <laughs> that doesn't extend outside of the game where there can be real issues. Because some countries have issues with gambling. And I'm curious to see how this is going to pop up. And I know that you can't stop people who do things privately or something like that. But you guys know that there's always going to be somebody who's out there trying to figure out how to make a buck, right? And I ain't talking about UEC bucks. So, you know, it's, let me get to Calrati first because it's on him okay. and I'll tell you. All what right. are your thoughts about this? Because we're saying gambling is encouraged within the game and that's one thing, but, you know, is there going to be any issue in relation to the social dynamics of this game in real gambling? Because we know how people do gold farming and things outside of games. Any thoughts on that, Calrati? Yeah, so one of the things that I was thinking is how we can tie it to, for instance, the combat assistance beacon. So on the mechanics side, you know, it's something that is possible, uh, but in terms of, you know, it being an ethical thing and, um, you know, it's, I would say legality, mm -hmm. it depends on, you know, <laughs> It is a hard question because it depends on different countries, you know? So right. I would say it, it, it hugely depends on CIG's take on it, but also if they keep it in a way where it doesn't necessarily um, welcome the- Promote it in of, some form. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Then it is possible because mm -hmm. for example, for example, um, I can't, I'm not sure how many of you would have played Pokemon, um, what's it, Pokemon Red, Pokemon Yellow. Um, and there were these casinos in the game where you could have, you know, gambled mm -hmm. and you won um, these Pokemon moves that you could actually apply to your Pokemon. Mm -hmm. So, and it was not based on scale. It was just you simply just pressing a button, if I recall correctly, and it happened. And it didn't really raise any legal uh, legality issues. Mm -hmm. So it's possible. Okay. All right. Jade, you got thoughts? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't see uh, there being a problem so long as you cannot cash out UEC. So mm. yes, we can buy UEC on mm. on the site or AUEC. Well, it's UEC. It's AUEC until we have right. you know the but, released game. Right. But but you can't cash it out. So that protects CIG. If you have any in-game gambling for UEC, technically 
there's nothing you can do with that UEC other than use it on other things in the game, mm-hmm. right? And so that that doesn't run afoul of of the law in terms like, and I'm not a legal mm-hmm. you know expert on this, but mm-hmm. from what I understand, unless CIG were to provide a way to turn that UBC back into real money, mm-hmm. there's no issue because it's just gambling an in-game currency. Mm-hmm. And plenty of games have done that with with no issues, right? As long as there's no way for you to cash out, no official way at least mm-hmm. for you to cash out, I don't see a problem with it. The, the other thing they could do is just make gambling not super profitable. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like that idea um, <laughs> because then why would you do it? But some right. people might you know right. might like to, to do it just because it, it's something fun to do let's watch this race and and bet a little bit on it but yeah. it's not going to be something that you're going to get rich right. in the game and and chris roberts has been very um vocal about not wanting any passive income in the game right. and gambling is pretty close to passive income mm-hmm. so you just don't make it too profitable and yeah you yeah. can do it uh nomad there are people on ebay selling auec and not only are they selling it there are people buying it um, you know, will we ever get to a place where, like Jade said, you know, there's certain guardrails there, um, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm not being just on racing. I mean, it could be the freaking arcade machines we saw earlier playing pool, right? You know, um, again, you can't stop person to person type of stuff. But I know that right. this has been an issue when you watch the gaming industry of how they are protections to make sure you don't have minors or people taking advantage of people and actually right. transacting real world money. Uh, in some form, you know. Um, have you seen that people are selling AUEC on eBay? Did you know that, or had you seen it? I've seen that. Yes, I definitely. It's been around for a while. Yeah. Um, so that, I mean, if someone <laughs> would, would look really close at that, that could be a problem with C- for CIG, you know, uh, because you find out some kid that's twelve years old is selling AUEC that he got from, you know, betting on a race you know, inside the game and that, you know, do you start to get to legal gray areas there? Um, yeah, some, countries are, some countries are, are lenient and there are some that are yeah. really particular. And I agree exactly. with what Jay was saying earlier, as long as CIG sets up the parameters to show that they're, you know, not promoting it per se, you know, publicly. They, right. could, you they know. could just stop selling UEC. That would be the yeah. way to do it. Mm, if they, if they stop selling, yeah, because if they stop selling it on the website, that would be the yeah. way to do it. Yeah, that would cut yeah. it off. Right. That would be the, yeah. that would yeah. be a fix. Okay. That'll be it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's move on to this next one here. I think this one's on uh, Jade. Yeah. Yamping. Yes. Yamping. Yamping is a dwarf planet in the Yaman system in the Jian Empire. And, and, um, excuse me, Xeno linguists. <laughs> uh, I, my Jian is horrible. So, Anyway, it is the last planet from its sun, and once home to several military outposts during the Xi'an Human Cold War, standard Earth years 2530 to 2793. Yanping is now orbited by stations dedicated to entertainment such as gambling calls, bars, hotels, and other services. Xi'an and human workers from the Yethalo... Uh, it, uh, okay. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Atho, I think. Uh-huh. And yes, lo, say, Terraforming projects often spend their time here. And like I said, I apologize for the bad Gion. Listen, I don't think there's look, anybody here that would know the difference. We're all going to slaughter it. Yeah, we're yeah. all going to slaughter it. Don't worry about it. We're all going to yeah. slaughter it. 
Um, the biggest thing, yeah, really. The one thing we really want to highlight here is that we mentioned that we're seeing that racing is not just limited to us humans. Uh, mm -hmm. We've seen that the Banu have one, and now we're seeing that the Xi'an have something as well, which they is going to be cool. Yeah, which is cool because it gives us reasons once again to go to these other places and do things, right? Hopefully, we'll be able to do that. Um, but again, to see that the lore is expanded beyond us as humans, I think is really, really, really important. Okay. I'm going to speak. It also opens up a Banu and Xi'an racing ship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, wouldn't that be interesting, right? We can, yeah. And, you know, we never really think about that because CIG has talked about the fact that they are, we're so used to them building the ships for us, but we haven't thought about the fact of the ships that they're building for these other races. They're, we've seen the Van Duel stuff. But uh, we really don't know what everybody else's stuff looks like yet. And that's something to look forward to. I'm going to speed through these guys real quick to, to the familiar. Um, but, uh, Nomad, hit that one for us, please. All right. My favorite place. Mm -hmm. uh, new Wally's Bar. Wally's Bar is a, is a, is, Wally's is a bar and hangout spot dome. It is famous for its ostentatious decorations, such as chunks of icebergs, which feed a large waterfall as they melt. Mission giver Eddie Parr can be found here. Okay. I'm going to hit which one, each one of you all with a quick one. What would you like to see happen at Wally's Bar? I'm going to start with you, Nomad. What would you like to see socially happening there? <clears throat> change, change the music. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, can you be more specific? Be more specific. I want to list, just play a, 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 a collection of music. Okay. That one song is pretty bumping. Yeah. But it's just that one song. Just... 15, 20 different songs just looping. Okay. And that place would just be fantastic. All right. Calrati, what about you? What would you like to see happen socially at Wally's? I want more value added NPC. All these NPCs walking and I can't even interact with them. I want to be able to interact with them and get some information from them. Mm. Now, you, we mentioned about Eddie Parr, and we know Eddie Parr is going to be one of the bartenders that can happen, but it would be interesting to, even if there's an NPC there, you know, this. I know like in Starfield and other games, Elite had this, where you just could be walking past somebody and overhear a conversation taking place that leads you to go do something, yeah. which would be very cool. It doesn't necessarily have to be Eddie Parr, but if you just happen to be there at the right time, you run into somebody who can actually give you some great information. Jay, what about they you? You got all over the place in, uh, in Starfield. In Starfield, yep. Jay, what about yeah. you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, having visited the city of Neon in, in Starfield, I'm not going to give any spoilers, mm -hmm. but I what I want is like... Uh, you know, like Nomad said, more variety in terms of the music, like, mm -hmm. you know, a whole playlist of, of music. I also, like, there's nobody dancing. Mm. Like, you've got this incredible DJ that's up in the booth. You can mm. see him. You mm. can't visit him. Yeah. And I, I would hope that, like, in Starfield, you'll be able to actually, like, go up and, you know, maybe just look over his shoulder in the booth or whatever. Um, but, like, I, I would like there, I would like it to feel more like an actual big nightclub, which mm -hmm. is what it is, because they have those other dance floors. There's, there's nobody there yeah. unless they bring you and your friends. So I'd like to see some NPCs dancing. Um, I'm sure they probably, you know, first they need better dancing. Yes, get rid of the chicken real. dance. Yep, I want to buy your chicken yeah. dance. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but that's it, pretty much. No, I think I think those are great ideas. I was going to say the same thing. The Oasis, those two bars, the dance areas with the floor, that'd be great. It, but we need something. To me, it'd be great to have something out there too for dancing. I yeah. wanted to see, and I know we've talked about this in the past when we talked about uh, New Babbage and Microtech, but I would love for there be opportunities for DJs to actually spin there. Now, I don't know how that could oh, happen, yes. but to mm -hmm. me, 
That would Absolutely. be where that where that booth is up there. That and that become advertised that DJ so and so is going to be spinning at Wally's. Not just Wally's, but any place where we have places like this. Because there's so many people yeah. into music in the game that it would be really kind of cool to, like everything else, where players become a part of what's going on in the game. Uh, they could spin it. Maybe that's maybe it's a a list of approved songs that CIG yeah. has done. That's cool. But just to have a personality that can do that to me, that would be just great. Yeah, and and you know, like Maiden Ariana just said, um, she mentioned the People's Radio. Like we have twelve yeah. DJs that are from the Star Citizen community mm -hmm. that would love to jump on that opportunity if it were absolutely know, all possible. Absolutely, and 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 there are things like that in Second Life. Like mm -hmm. there's, you know, anybody who's spent time in Second Life, you've been to a club and you've heard a live DJ. Yep, so absolutely. It's it's definitely something you can do. Absolutely. Like hopefully, CIG looks into that mm -hmm. at some point. Okay, very cool. All right, here's another one that we've all heard of before, Stella Fortuna. Uh, who read last? Was that on, um, who read the last one for Wally's? Okay, so Cal Roddy, on you, Stella Fortuna. Right, so Stella Fortuna is a human cultural celebration associated with good fortune and success in new ventures. It was first established as a commemoration of the successful colonization of Mars, or Soul 4. Feasting, fireworks, festivals, and other forms of mass celebration are hallmarks of the holiday, along with the colors gold and green. It is celebrated each year on March 15th throughout the United Earth of em of Earth, United Empire of Earth, UEE. Awesome. Thank you, Maiden. Thank you, Maiden. Or the anonymous Andrew. gifter. Oh, another anonymous yeah, gifter anonymous. again? Oh my God. Thank you so much, anonymous gifter. We appreciate that. We have to hear James Brown a few more times, gang. It looks, <laughs> looks like, but thank you again so much for that. Um, you know, Stella Fortuna, I'm looking forward to the day, Cal Roddy, when Stella Fortuna is not about selling us a green ship, but that some of the stuff you read yes. <laughs> actually happens. Um, you know, I don't think that there's anything that happens. Like when we do the other ones, like they give out the red envelopes and things like that. But I would love to see the fireworks display. I would love to see some type of special food that breaks out. And of course, festivals. I would love for something like that to happen. Now, of course, this is tied into Mars. We don't have Mars, but it is something that's celebrated throughout the UEE. So I would love to see it happen in a big way. Um, and even if it's like the decorations of the green, you know, the green tone, uh, green theme, it's done in certain places, maybe bars even take on a green theme during that time period. But I would love to see this stuff become much more integrated into the game. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, it's not just celebrated in the UEE either. I yes. remember uh, years ago, CIG posted on their Facebook a Stella Fortuna celebration mm -hmm. happening at Cafe Musain at Levski. Yep. Levski too. So yep. it's, it's pretty much just, you know, all of humanity celebrates that we were able to colonize Mars and mm -hmm. that, that led us to the stars. And I, I can't wait until we have the soul system mm -hmm. so that, you know, you could visit Mars and, you know, definitely participate i'm sure they'll have a big celebration there yeah. but yeah like, <laughs> like it wouldn't to me be that difficult to have mm -hmm. the color of the lighting change in you know different um clubs and bars to be Absolutely. like green and yellow uh to represent stella fortuna during that time i mean it, it would be you know something the lighting people in the game would have to do mm -hmm. the, the work on the game would have to do yeah. but i i would love it if it was something they could create that's procedural that when luminalia comes you have you know mm -hmm. luminalia colors and it, it, it makes it feel more like a lived-in universe absolutely absolutely 
Nomad, do you own any uh, Stella Fortuna colors in your fleet, or uh, you stayed away from the green? Uh, I pretty much stayed away. Okay. Um, yeah, I never really, I never really was able to get anything from, from Stella Fortuna. Okay. Um, I, I, she, yeah, actually, no, I, I might be mistaken. I may have gotten one paint. Okay, paint. I'm okay. not sure. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure. Okay. But probably not. All right. Well, maybe that green reflected on your wallet and you decided not to do it. I don't know. Maybe that's what it was. Okay. All right. Um, go ahead. Let's see. Who uh, who read last? Was that uh, Calrati on that one? So, Jay, this is you. Traveler's Day. Yes. Traveler's Day is an annual holiday observed by the Church of the Journey on January 1st. It originated in the Croshaw system in 2905 when a small gathering of journeymen who had grown up together convened to exchange their experiences over the past year. They repeated their actions the following year and the next, wherever they were, thus spreading the practice until it became tradition. Traveler's Day activities include storytelling, a potluck, uh, potluck feast, games, and a 20-kilometer walk known as the pilgrimage that begins at midnight local time. At the end of the walk, stories are swapped until sunrise. The largest Traveler's Day gathering in the United Empire of Earth occurs in New Arden on Sestilis, Davian II, attracting thousands of visitors annually. <laughs> okay. All right. This, this, is mm -hmm. the, this is the religious holiday in, in Star mm -hmm. Citizen. Mm -hmm. Yep. Traveler's Day was one I wasn't very familiar with, and it's going to be interesting oh. to see how they balance some of these topics out. But again, the lore team is hard at work covering a whole lot of stuff to create a living, breathing universe. Were you going to say something there, Nomad? No, I wasn't I wasn't uh, oh. aware of this either. Oh, okay. Okay. You hadn't heard of this one too. Yeah, they, doing the research on this, I came across a couple of things that I was, and hopefully some of you guys are learning some stuff too, because I didn't know anything about any of this one. But Traveler's Day, this one I missed completely until I looked it up. Um, yeah, Cal Roddy, are you familiar with this one, Traveler's Day, or is this new for you too? Nope, this is a new one for me. <laughs> okay, all right, so I'm not the only one then, okay. Um, I, I, I know about, I've known about Traveler's Day. You know about Day Traveler's Day? Years. Yeah, okay. th thanks to uh, Paul. Oh, okay, Kelly. cool. Yeah. All right, uh, let's see, this one goes back to Nomad, Star Marine. Uh, you know what, I'll read this one, Star, I'll give you a break, Nomad, I'll give, we got a couple more to go. Um, Star Marine is a series of sim games developed by the Interdimension Software as an ultra-realistic tactical shooter is focusing on battles between the United Earth em er Empire of Earth, Marines, and various outlaw forces. Development of the first Star Marine started in 2941 with the formation of the Interdimension of the Interdimension. It was released in 2945 to positive reviews and has become a popular competitive game. Multiple games in the series have been used in simulators for actual combat training by the UEE military. The games are also the basis for a popular action vids, Star Marine and Star Marine 2 Bloodlock. Okay, so even though you guys know this, it, you know, we looked at Star Marine as like the combat simulator side of it, but it's actually considered to be also entertainment. And as we've talked about this with Arena Commander, especially with the new update that we've seen, Arena Commander is designed to be incorporated into the game. It's not gonna be this outside module like it is right now that you log into, but you'll be able to go into your SIM pods and enter in to do that and to do it both for fun and also for training. So that's one of the reasons why you've seen this morphing of the Arena Commander module and it's expanding. It's not just there to be a standalone game per se, but also to become a part of the persistent universe that we play in. Um, anybody got any thoughts on Star Marine before we move on that? 
Everybody's kind of familiar yeah. with Star Marine. It killed my video card. Oh, yeah, you oh, talked about wow. that. <laughs> you talked about that. Tell people but real quick what happened. Yeah, so I actually was, it was the PTU. It was, um, it was the second wave. And, yeah, it was, it was Christmas. <laughs> and 10 days before Christmas, I killed my video card, so I didn't have any Star Citizen to play. <laughs> oh, wow. But, it was, you know, it's, it's nice to see, you know, the evolution of Star Marine. Mm -hmm. And, of course, I've been enjoying the, the new modes, of, co of course, Gun Rush and those other things um, in the new Arena Commander. So, and who knows, maybe instead of Squadron 42, CR is going to make a movie called Star Marine. Ooh. Who Start knows? That one. Who knows, right? Don't 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 make that chicken happen before it hatches, okay? That's <laughs> when we get into that subject, okay? All right, Nomad, why don't you hit that one for us? Entertainment nine. Sure thing. Entertainment nine transmission, E N T. Entertainment Nine Transmission is a spectrum broadcast network that focuses on live and scripted entertainment programming intended to appeal to humans between the ages of eighteen and thirty-four. The network has was acquired by Art Corp in 2873, but has not been otherwise rebranded. In 2908, ENT acquired the assets of short-lived competitor Realcom, including the Spectrum program Fakeouts. Okay. So Entertainment oh. 9 is basically a broadcast station. And again, we talk about how CIG is trying to incorporate everything into the universe. So... You guys know the spectrum that we use right now. There's a, that is actually a part of the lore and a part of the universe. We, when we did our show a few weeks ago about the website, we talked about the fact that navigating the website is somewhat difficult for people if you don't know that the website is supposed to be a reflection of the lore. So if you notice, when you go to the different areas where you would go to menu normally on any other website, it says apps instead. And the reason why it says apps is because if you go under apps, you'll see star map or you'll see galactopedia those are supposed to be apps applications that can be accessed through either your mobile glass or monitors in the game or whatever and then you can utilize all that as a part of one big world so things like entertainment nine transmission which is a broadcast station is a part of spectrum which is supposed to be something that we'll be able to call up and actually watch it's a part of lore but the idea is this gives them an opportunity or a means in lore and in game to bring things like this forward. Jade, there was some information you wanted to share about something other broadcasts that were on Spectrum too, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, my my favorite one is a show called Star Watch. And it, it's basically a celebrity gossip and fashion oriented uh, show hosted by Callie C. And um, there've been, like, wow, there've been a bunch of uh, those released in the lore since 2012. And I think the last one that they released was in 2021. Um, and it, yeah, it's it just makes the universe feel a lot more real and, and, you know, lived in. And I can't wait to be able to like watch an episode of Star Watch, you know, like on my ship or in mm -hmm. my cab or something. And there's, an, you know, another show that's similar to it, which we're gonna get to now called Something Every Tuesday. Okay. All right. Very cool. Uh, Royce Darby, thank you so much for that sub for 13 months. We appreciate that. I'm also announcing that we have hit our goal today, $3,250 for St. Jude Children's Hospital. You guys are oh, yeah. amazing, which means wow. that we have to do a giveaway. We're going to give away that 2940, 2948 and 49. Did I get it right? Um, 
what are those things called? Digital uh, digital goodies packs. So we're gonna I'm gonna start setting that up while we're doing a little bit more here uh, for just a, in just a couple of minutes. So we'll give you guys what the keyword will be for that to be able to get in on that giveaway. But thank you guys so much for helping us get there. We're already a quarter of the way to four thousand dollars. So that, you guys are amazing. That's all I can say. You guys did it just today, which is great. We're gonna hit that. We're gonna hit five grand easily next week. I'm not even worried about that, but thank you guys so much for that. Um, yeah, so that's Entertainment Nine Transmission. And then last but not least, uh, Calrati, why don't you hit that one for us there? All right, so Something Every Tuesday. Something Every Tuesday is a weekly entertainment talk show hosted by comedian Essen Landari. Each episode opens with a monologue that comments on current events and then segues into interviews with a series of celebrity guests. Landari has used the program to invite little-known little musical acts, comic performers, and authors to allow them to showcase their work. It first aired in 2934 in the Tuesday late evening program slot and was moved to an earlier time in 2935 after Landari's easy rapport with guests and a few surprise hit sketches helped it earn high ratings. Okay. Um, Jay, could you elaborate a little about this about with something every Tuesday? Yeah. So, again, like something every Tuesday is, you know, it, it's sort of like, I guess, some sort of like talk show slash, um, you know, like late night shows type things, but mm -hmm. it's not... I don't think it's a night show, but they have musical acts on, um, and it it's basically like just you know entertainment gossip, and you know what's going on in in the universe. And, and sometimes like if like a lot of people skip over those articles when they come up for the uh, lore post. I encourage the people that skip over them to go back and read them because quite often there's information in them that will be about something that you are actually interested in, or you'll get a hint at a future game mechanic sometimes um, before it's actually implemented in the game. And, you know, or in the case of like with regeneration, um, you can now see like, what are the ramifications of this? Like one of the, um, what one of the articles was about an actor who, you know, has now undergone the regeneration and uh, you know things like that. Like so, it's it's it makes it you know feel more immersive, more real, um, at least to me. And it also gives you an idea of why things are the way they are in the universe that isn't nece doesn't necessarily always come across through the actual gameplay. Okay, all right. So something every Tuesday. I you know. I'm kind of curious to see whether or not this late night TV programming becomes a thing. I know we had a conversation a little while ago about CIG producing its own type of machinima, right? And we talked about the fact that we really like what the community does, but I will say this. I know when they did reunion, I was like, that's great. You know, the reunion, <laughs> I thought it was a great piece. Um, if they ever decided to do some type of broadcast, but again, something that's tied into the game in some form. And I don't know if it's late night information, what are they telling us? I don't know, but it could be a gossip show, right? It could be something like that. Um, that if you watch this particular show, there's stuff that's being said there that maybe helps out. But then again, there could be a lot of things that they could create that will run. I don't know. Again, these monitors all over the place, you know, for those of us who have ships that have TVs, I'm not talking about your MFDs for your, 
you know, your fuel and stuff, guys. I'm talking about monitors or in the bars. Uh, I know they're going to run things like ship commercials and things like that, but I really want those things to be when I want to find out about what's going on in the verse, I can go to a G lock or M and V or wherever and sit there and maybe get information. Cause I, the Moby glass, you, you guys, they've already told us there's a lot of things are going to be moving away from with the Moby glass. The Moby glass will have its purpose and its needs, but I really want to be able to interact with things that exist within the verse. What do you guys think? You guys think that's going to be a good way to do it. You think people will take advantage of it while they're eating their double dog? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to that kind of internal, that internal information uh, uh, system where you can, it, it, it make it lets you live in, in the universe. So I don't have to log out of the game or, or alt tab to a website to get my information. I can just go to a bar. I can just call up a, a monitor on my ship and get real time information. And that's going to be fantastic. Mm. Okay. Okay. Galrati, any thoughts? Yeah, I definitely have to agree with Nomad here. Anything that could actually keep us within the game itself um, is something that I'm all for. Uh, you know, to keep us actually pulled into the game, having that spectrum integration, um, and just, you know, continuing to play the game, have it something. It doesn't have to be entirely value added. It can be, you know, just something that, you know, that we could also just see in our pastime or when we're doing activities. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, just provide information to us that that is value added. So it can be, you know, 50-50. So I definitely agree. Okay. Well, you know, the Aurora LN doesn't have any TVs in it. So, you know, hey. you'll have to go somewhere to watch it. You know this, I'll, right? I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, just borrow, I'll just borrow your 890 junk. <laughs> <You'll borrow laughs> That's it. what I'll do. Yeah, okay, you borrow it. Okay, you guys can see uh, that we just put in uh, for the uh, giveaway. Uh, you can just, all you have to do is put in exclamation point ticket and you'll be able to be registered to get in for this. Um, once again, it's going to be for a 2948, 40 and 49 digital goodies pack. Um, so we appreciate you guys jumping in. If you're a subscriber, there's double, you get double the odds if you're a subscriber to the channel. Uh, but definitely jump in over that for the next couple of minutes. Um, it's been great. We've had a lot of great information. Some of you may be wondering, why the name of our show is different today as you, you guys know we're the soul citizens but we're also the soul friends we talked about that a little bit and uh i don't know uh nomad do you uh, i know jade told me she knows why we're the soul friends nomad do you know why we're the soul friends today okay I you don't know. know all right cal Roddy, do you know why we're the soul friends today i do okay all right so we're going to show you guys if you're wondering why we're called the soul friends we're going to dedicate this show to a certain person today, but we want you guys to see why we are the Soul Friends. This happened on um, on SCL this past Friday. People were blowing my text me and everything else telling me about this. So you can watch this for a second and you'll find out. Is it easier to create for procedural stuff or is it easier to just make a thing, it's bespoke, it's there and then done and it's and it's going it, it's I, I i see a lot of conversations online you know when i'm watching um when i'm watching you know streamers and stuff like that you know um uh, uh or the uh or or the soul uh, uh soul friends soul soul citizens i got there eventually and stuff like this or or even salty mike stop pausing <laughs> So we're dedicating today's show to Disco Lando, okay? We're dedicating today's show because we had fun. The show was about fun and entertainment. So we're going to dedicate uh, the soul friends to our good friend, Disco Lando. 
And, Thanks, um, Jared. Yeah, but we appreciate the fact that he does watch us. You know, we, oh, we we gotta make a mug. We gotta make a soul, a soul, a soul mug. friends mug. Oh, that would yeah. Be well, lovely. let me tell you something. I gotta watch out for that that friends logo because you know where that logo came from. Uh, yeah. Make sure we don't get a lawsuit. But uh, <laughs> but today we are the soul friends just for our good friend Jared. So uh, thank you for that. We we'll have to give him a rub when we get to Citizen Kyle. We we'll have to give him a hard time about that. Maybe we'll present him with us a friends mug, Jade. Maybe yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll do it. Give him do it. Definitely. Mug, he loves okay? that, I'm sure. I think that'll be a good thing to do. Okay, so listen, uh, your soul friend shirt. <laughs> Go on, I'm get a friend's shirt. Um, all right, so we, uh, again, we want you guys to jump in on this giveaway. We do want to do this for you guys. For those of you who are interested in the uh, 2948 and 49 goodies, digital goodies pack, we want to be able to give that to you uh, as well. So let's go ahead and jump in. We did have one question um, that popped up, and uh, it was from Danger Hobo who asked which one of us was... Um, Oh God, what did he say who it was? He said, uh, who is Chandler Bing of, of <laughs> and Soul Friends? All right, for those of you who've ever watched Friends, y'all know that's one of the characters yeah, yeah. in there, okay? Uh, none of us, uh, we're still gonna be the Soul Citizens, but today we're just, uh, we're just the friends today. So here we go. If you guys have all chimed in, very happy to be here. who is that? Uh, thank you for that follow, Shaika. Sh thank you so much. I hope, I know I'm probably killing that. Uh, I think it's Shike or Shake. I shake your your booty. Shake. Oh, oh, that's shake I got booty. Shake, shake your booty. Your booty. Oh, I love your booty. Shake your booty. Shake your booty. I love it. Shake your booty. That's good. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, Let's, oh. we're, we're gonna close out this giveaway and we're gonna do the count. Uh. Let's see, Nomad, it's your first day with us, so why don't you give us the five, four, three, two, one, and we'll draw the winner. Alrighty, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Boom. Oh, I, I can't believe it. Captain Jones won this week. Good googly oh, moogly. Captain Jones, I think he won once before. Oh my God, he's cleaning up. Captain, Captain Jones, congratulations. Woohoo! Way to congrats. go. Way to go, Captain Jones. All right, Captain Jones, we're going to get that out. He said, nope. I guess he didn't win before. Oh. I got it wrong. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you. He said, <laughs> Captain Jones says, I never win. Okay, well, you won today. You're part of Soul Friends, okay? You won today. All right, that's awesome. All right. And again, we have to give a special thanks to our anonymous. We have an anonymous angel donor who has donated a tremendous amount of what we're going to be giving away over the next few weeks. And this is two of the items that they donated. So special thanks to that. We really appreciate it. Okay. Let's talk about some other stuff that's coming up. We really want to talk about this next Sunday, gang. Um, we are going, as you guys, we mentioned earlier, because we reached our $3,000 goal, we were committed to doing a 12-hour live stream, which we're going to do next Sunday, October 1st. We're going to begin at 10 a.m. Eastern time. That's going to go all the way till 10 p.m. Eastern time. Um, and it says nine. That's because that's the last hour. Okay, but it's going to be 10. So if you guys can, we want you to join us that day. We have several, several guests. Um, let me see who's on here so I can tell you guys who our guests are because there's a lot of them. Uh, okay, here are some of our guests. We're going to have... Paul Shelley, uh, Stem Citizen, Star Jump Grimm, New Soul's going to be here, Fist and Java's going to be here, Space Tomato's going to be here, Oliver's Ark is going to be here, and some more. I haven't gotten times from them yet, but they're, oh, I think Execute's going to be here from Info Runners and some other folks. So we're going to have a lot of guests that are going to come here to help root, help us cheer. 
um, and also help support us with what we're doing for St. Jude Children's Hospital. So hopefully you guys will be able to join us next week for that 12 hours. You got to keep us awake too, okay? You got to keep us going. It's not 24 hours, but 12 hours is going to be our first time doing that. So we really hope you guys can join us next Sunday and tell people to drop in anytime during that time period. We're going to be doing giveaways. We're going to maybe even do, Jay, what do you think about us do, throwing together a race? You think we could do a race? And maybe we have some people. We can definitely do it. Yeah, and have I'll, some of the yeah, viewers I'll, I'll join help us. With that too. Okay, yeah, think about how we can make that happen. Okay. Yeah. We could check out one of the racetracks and break in those of us who want to break in our whatever you want to break in. I don't know. But, you know what? Mm -hmm. Why don't we just, why don't we use, it's, let's make it real fun. Let's do a buggy race. That way we don't ooh, have to ooh. worry about the logistics yeah. of spawning vehicles. Hey, you're right. Buggy yeah. race would be awesome. Yeah, we could flip out and have to walk all the way back from the end of the track. That'd be great. Yep. Okay. The walk of shame, I <laughs> call it. <laughs> it is a walk of shame, too. It really is a walk of shame. All right. So that's going to be next week, guys. So hopefully you guys will join us for that. Whoa, I pushed the wrong button. We're not done yet. Sorry. <laughs> Where's the wrong one? Let's go here. Uh, let's talk about what we've got coming up. Jay, can you talk about Thursday? Calrati, can you talk about Saturday? And I will talk about next Sunday. Yes. Thursdays. Every Thursday is Soul Talk. And it starts at 9 p.m. Eastern time. And that is where you, this is our citizen community, come into our Discord. And you can get on the show, talk with us. We discuss whatever was going on in Star Citizen. Fast Cart usually has bad jokes, but you know you can do a joke ban on him. It's great. So if you can if you can handle Fast Cart's jokes, huh? Yeah. Okay. And Calrati. All right. Saturday, three p.m. Eastern. Soul Voices. We just pull from every single nook and cranny from the community with regards to any kind of topic of concern be it from spectrum reddit you name it we are here to talk about it and you are also invited to come and share your thoughts and opinions with us give us your ideas what you think about that particular topic what cig is doing how it affects the community that is soul voices you know what we haven't had the fellas on in a while we haven't the yeah. player haters need to come back. Yeah, we gotta before get the players, citizen before con. citizen con, we gotta get the player haters in. Well, you know what? Oh yeah. You know, who knows? Maybe they'll show up next week for the twelve hour live stream, right? They may they may pop in. We gotta we gotta reach out. It's a Sunday, that's a different day for them, but we'll see if we can get them to, <laughs> to show up next Sunday, maybe the player haters can <laughs> come and help co-host for a little about give us a break. All right. All right, and, and last but not least, uh our show next Sunday. We're doing the twelve hour live stream, but you know Sunday is our normal um panel show that we do now um next week we're doing a show called can star citizens fix star citizen now that's actually going to be the theme for that day and we're going to present that question to all of our guests and get their feelings on the idea now what does it mean fixing star citizen we're going to talk about not just technical things but a whole lot of things that we see that may be concerns about us as a player base in the game and how those things can be taken care of. Some people may have expertise in coding and understanding how computers work and they can share their thoughts. Other people maybe just talk about other things in relation to what they think will make the game better overall. So that'll be kind of the theme throughout next weekend as we talk on Sunday. Uh, but at seven to nine, our regular time, we're really gonna be focusing on that topic and highlighting those things in EBFuzz. And it's not just bugs, guys. I know we can say bugs, okay? But it's gonna be much more than that. So it's gonna be our conversation next week and hopefully you guys will be able to join us for that okay all right we are over just by what 23 minutes today but we're there um thank you again to everyone our anonymous donors whether you were the same person that did 20 or two people that did 10 thank you so much for the subscription donations it really helps us to be able to support our community and do what we do here 
Those of you who gave bits and donations, thank you for that. Those of you who followed first time here, we appreciate you guys being here as well. We never take it for granted. Don't forget that we do have merchandise if you guys want to support us that way. But right now, we really want our energy to go into to uh, St. Jude because we really would love to make this goal of $10,000. We are just under 30 days to get there. So we know you guys can help us with that, okay? And we really appreciate all the effort that you do. We are getting ready to set you up for a raid. We're going to send you over to our good friend, Star Jump Grim, who is on right now. You guys know Grim is a wonderful person. The folks with Star Jump Station, uh, they're just fabulous folks. And we always love supporting them and what they do because they contribute so much to our community. So when you get over with Grim, let him know you came over from the Soul Citizens. Like and follow him. You don't even have to wonder. Like and follow this guy. He's a great guy. I wish he was going to Citizen Con this year. He was, and he told me he couldn't go now. So I'm kind of brokenhearted because I really want to meet him in person. Uh, anyway, thank you guys so much. As always, stay safe. Take care of yourselves. Thank you, everybody. Nomad, welcome again. We appreciate you being here first day. Look forward to seeing you back next week. And as always, gang, peace, love, and soul. Have a great week. Take care. Bye.